This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Exotic Apron. My name is Derek Yancey. My father worked for a sultan who refused to eat any meat that wasn't endangered. He said it gave him better boners. Today, we allow you to continue his legacy at your dinner table. We bought an aircraft carrier so we could create a farm in international waters where anything goes. Right now, our home chefs are cooking General Zhao's Panda, snow leopard sausage with yak cheese and smoky roasted carrots, whooping crane eggs benedict. The kids love our Arctic Fox nuggets or the dolphin salad sandwich and try our bald eagle jerky. Free range on our five acre ocean farm. We don't pull these animals from their natural habitat, we farm them ourselves. Now you can enjoy all the exotic pleasures of panda and polar bear without the guilt. Shipped right to your door. Exotic Apron, pushing mealtime boredom to extinction. Thank you for cracking another road of soda. Another road. Another road. Shh. Do you hear that? That's the sound of 94 road sodas, Greg. I'm Isaiah Cooper. On this episode, we sit down with the Dapper Dads and listen to real shit stories. With me is... I'm Greg McGinnis, and we are depressed when they see us. And further depressed to hear whether or not babies can fly. I'm Greg McGinnis. It seems like a lot of depressing things going on. We're trying, but I think I had fun. I have fun on, I, I'm going to have fun on this episode. It's a fun type of depression. It's like a fun type pills. of, yeah, 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 you get pills, you get pills. Right up top, as always, if you ever want to write into the show, you can at roadsodamail at gmail.com. Roadsodamail at gmail.com. You can write into us. We'll send you a postcard. You get an awesome postcard. We have people writing in. Our good friend Grant always loves uh, talking to us, telling us what he thinks about the show. And we love to hear from anyone. And we love to to tell uh, tell you that to put, to put you out there. You write in. We'll read it. We like to read it. He was commenting. He said, uh, "Not gonna fucking mention Jack Kennedy." Wait, fucking gonna mention Jack Kennedy? And that not bring up Woody Harrelson's dad. We try to bring up Woody Harrelson is a big part of this show because we were the first to crack the story that Woody Harrelson's dad was was an an assassin and killed the president. Likely was the, the guy who killed JFK. <laughs> he killed the guy. He killed JFK. Um, but then he also made some comments about something that you brought up about. Um, yeah, a line from the. The Dharma of the Princess Bride, where the author said that the line Andre the Giant used was don't trust people in masks. And Grant felt that maybe that was more of a direct wrestling uh, line. Can you what, what exactly did he say on that one? I felt the mask thing with Andre the Giant was a reference to wrestlers on the heel villain side. Who often wore masks. The bad guys usually do have masks, right? Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan, no mask. Right. Undertaker, mask. Mask, or some kind of paint or something going on, yeah. Yeah. 
They Interesting. Have something to hide. Bad guys always have something to hide. They got something to hide. And then he also made a comment about, because uh, we were talking about coffee and how everyone's feeling with coffee, said, No Dose Mountain Dew Cocktail, which sounds fucking horrific. That sounds like a stomach ache, and that's basically what he alluded to. He said, Fuels the Midwest. Doesn't make you alert, but it does make your stomach feel so bad you're not falling asleep. So it's almost like a different kind. It's like somebody just punches you in the stomach. And obviously not going to fall asleep. Yeah, like if you are so tired you actually need sleep. And instead, you just dump a bunch of coffee in. Just dump a bunch of fucking, not coffee, dews. Mountain Dew. I mean, a pill in a Mountain Dew, yeah. That's those definitely a recipe pills, for shitty feelings. I've taken one of those caffeine pills, and it was just, oh man, like a stacker six or some bullshit. Oh, nightmare. Uh, Vibrin. I took many of Vibrin. What's the same thing as a no-dose? It's all, it's just No-dose and Viber yeah. is the same exact thing. It's just a big fat white pill with 200 milligrams of caffeine. Oh. But a stacker six sounds like. It's, it is, it's all just caffeine, but then it's also got like taurine and other bullshit. I knew you were going to say taurine. That's the most bullshit fucking drug ever. It is. It's not, it's not supposed to make you alert. It's like a vasodilator or something to make your, opens up your, your, your vascular system and just like, pumps the caffeine Opens up your wallet to the tune of $3.99 to 7-Eleven is all that shit does. Uh, well yeah, for a couple pills and a fucking stacker's eggs! Knock, knock. Who's there? News! Who'd you, who'd you think I'm not it home. was? Ah, well, it doesn't matter because we're breaking down your fucking door with news. Greg, let me just start off by saying, uh, as a reporter, I'm not supposed to have any emotions or feelings about what is happening. But I'm going to tell you right now just that the facts. This makes me this 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 one this particular news story, and I'm putting this one up front. <clears throat> me just drove me out of my mind. Ready? <clears throat> Teen blames laced marijuana for bizarre behavior after throwing baby across parking lot and attacking cars. Jesus. Dude, obviously I've got a young, small, beautiful baby boy. And if I, I have him in my custody for two days out of the week. And... Obviously, if he's with me, I don't care who the fuck it is, unless it's one of these, like, giants, world's strongest men coming up and trying to, like, take my baby and throw him. They're not throwing my baby. They're not getting anywhere near throwing my baby. But if he's around his mom, who's a much more meek human being, and she's pushing him in the in the fucking, and she's pushing him, like, in the shopping cart somewhere, and some, I'm holding up quotes, teenager comes up on laced marijuana, dude... That is the saddest, most terrifying... Oh, life. wait. So the, a kid came up and grabbed the baby and threw the baby. Yeah, that's just the headline. The headline is a little uh, confusing. So let me read it. A teenager arrested after... Oh, jeez, Greg. Sorry. Jiminy Christmas. Uh, are you ready? We're just going to let him go through the whole pouring the drink thing. You want to hear me drink a glug, glug, glug. All right. Good. <laughs> Sorry, a little dry in here. All right. Hey, okay. A teenager arrested after he allegedly attacked a baby outside of an Edmund Market blames the entire hallucination on laced marijuana. Where did this take place? In Edmond, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
A calm evening trip to the Crest Foods grocery store quickly turned into a panic when a teenager began beating on customers moving cars. So the cars were moving through the parking lot. This kid's freaking out and punching cars. He literally just picked up the car seat and threw it with the baby in it. A 911 caller said, Jesus You Christ. could hear the baby screaming. I hope this kid is... Dude, just the... the well, now you want that DA. Now I want you I to want find that. every kid on a joint and fucking lock them up well, that's, a, that's a cart before the horse. The people have no idea what we're fucking talking about. Because that is from a much later part of the episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is very, yeah, really funny for the people that don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, mother, dude, I just, I can't even, like, finish reading this story. Like, I can't, this is, this is... It's just thinking about. Oh my god, dude! This this type of thing, though. Cause, <laughs> well, well, you first hit me with like, if this happened to me, I wouldn't let my baby there. But right. like, when you have a little baby, mm-hmm. I just saw it actually at the grocery store either today or yesterday. This lady got a cart and she brought her own like little cloth thing to put in the carriage yeah. instead of having a baby seat. She put this whole thing. It was. It took. She was like fucking disinfecting everything and mm-hmm. wiping shit down and then put the thing down. She's back into the car. She put a drink in there. She put something for the baby in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that kid came running right while she's in the midst of that, yeah, you could fucking... Right. You're, you're preoccupied with bullshit. But that's that lady... When you have, like, that car system right. where you, you can pop the car seat out, which is awesome because mm-hmm. he didn't always have that. He used to be such a fucking pain in the ass. You pop the seat out. You put the kid back there. You go to do something. Maybe you're going for the other kid. You turn around... Some fucking maniac Dude. kid just grabbed your baby and shot putted it. Happens. Even if he got to that point, he they would he would not survive the cops. He would not survive until anyone else showed up. If it it's just, I would beat his face into such a pulp. I would I would shove his head neatly under the back tire of my car and park it on top of it, and uh, I would I would take his blood and. Rubbing on my face, drink it just like so drink it, just like on his dead parents that I would be murdering. Fucking parents that also murder, because he clearly was on probably you know some bath salts or whatever. Crack PCP, PCP is probably but uh, you know it's probably uh, uh, an analog to PCP. Angel dust, angels dust is the same thing. <laughs> You're showing how 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 much you don't know about drugs. I don't know shit about drugs. Guys, I'm really sorry to bring that one out. That just that is just ah. If you've ever ah, God, I can't even. Here in even Florida, if you don't have here a baby. in Florida, we like to call Oklahoma like the the floor. You you guys all have Florida as your Florida. In Florida, we know Oklahoma is Satan's playground. That's right. There's, if there's any place worse than Florida, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> Scientist built a robot with a sense of irony. How about that? What's worse? Is that a joke about it being made out of iron? No, no. So I wish it was. I guess that is that irony. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Is there? Uh, did you ever? Uh, so did you ever you, see you the kind movie of Hitchhiker's? Knock on it, go, it sounds kind of irony. <laughs> no, it's not a pun robot. It's, a- <laughs> it's an uh, a new robot was programmed to have a sense of irony, allowing it to approach conversations with all the tact of a surly teenager. Irony Man, as the device was aptly dubbed by the Augsburg University creators, is supposed to come across as nonchalant, casual, and more whatever. They're just talking about whatever. So basically, I'm sure this is like low-level shit where it's like, every time it says something, it goes, that is a nice shirt you are wearing. Not. Nah. Yeah. 
basically. <laughs> uh, in a test with 12 students, Irony Man was deemed more likable than con- <laughs> than conventional robots. So it's like the it's like the adults are trying to create like ah, we can't talk to these fucking kids. Let's get a robot tested against the kids. So how'd you like that robot? Well, we liked it better than talking to other robots. He kind of gets us. The robot is not yet able to determine whether and when this is a good moment to employ irony. It may. <laughs> My mom died. I'm sorry to hear that. Not. It may happen that the robot generates a funny utterance, but the user uh, is irritated. Obviously, that's very funny. How do you? Um, I mean, wow, that sounds like billions of dollars of research, mm-hmm. well spent. Not. Not. <laughs> Racist courtrooms? What does that even mean? How about this shit? San Francisco is using AI to try to make courts less racist. How are they going to do that? I like that. It's a realistic headline. We're not going to remove the racism, but we're going to use high-level technology to try and mitigate We're going to curb the racism a little bit. We all know how racist a courtroom can be. (laughs) (laughs) We already knew an artificial intelligence could reflect... Uh, could reflect the racial biases of its creator. So what they're what they're doing is they're taking all the information, so all the police reports, every every report, everything that, uh, and they they feed it through an AI, and the AI strips it of anything that can show the 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 victim and the the perpetrator can identify that their race. So it takes out all anytime it abducts. Uh, anything that has to do with their eye color, their hair color, where they might have gone to school, anything that could possibly, like where they lived, that kind of stuff could possibly give way to what their race So knowing is. race is not a factor in this case, can you tr- honestly tell me that Mr. Chang is guilty of what <laughs> Their this- name, it, it being also, they, they, don't, they take, it abducts their names too. Oh, I thought it was everything. something milk toast like that. Every, it no, 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 no. Race. every, yeah, every, yeah, everything like their name does identify race. If somebody's name is Jang Chang, Chang, then yeah, they, it's all of it abducted. So it said on Wednesday. Uh, where does it say that? Um, the Zao tool analyzes. O'Rourke. The tool analyzes police reports and automatically redacts any information that may allude to an individual's race. This could include their last name, eye color, hair color, or location. I think it'd be more fun if it did like a randomization. And just, yeah. So clearly, (laughs) you feel that Mr. O'Rourke here. Mr. O'Rourke. Yeah, it was was not me. It was not me. With a a medium height man, straight black hair. It changes around their their entire race. Just to randomizes. Or at least fucks with the name. Or makes everybody black. (laughs) Everybody. Oh, man. This one I think you might enjoy a little bit. This is... Finally. Uh, finally! Finally. Give me fucking baby murder stories all day. Your boyfriend, Pete Alonzo. You know Pete Alonzo, your boyfriend? Who's Pete? He's your boyfriend! Pete Alonzo! Weird, Pete Alonzo's weird response to a very strange alien question. Pete Alonzo is... Uh, plays for the Yankees. I know he beats the Yankees. He plays for the Mets. He beat They, they beat the Pete, Yankees. Yeah, Pete Alonzo is a guy on the Mets. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. Um, you just, uh, let's say, many, so, um, driving down there, seeing some weird, yeah, yeah, we can all agree that aliens are real, we played one, the Las Vegas 51s, so, uh, Las Vegas 51s, yeah, and 
now known as the Aviator, said ESPN Kenny Maine. Did you ever see anything weird out there in Las Vegas? They asked. Just thinking, oh, some milk toast. No, nah, it was Las Vegas, whatever. And uh, many would struggle with such a retort, but not Alonzo. He said, uh, you just kind of get used to it. And the it, uh, said Alonzo, the it unclear. Driving down there, you see something weird every day, he added. Eventually, you just kind of put the blockers on and it kind of get used to it after a while. Before he could confirm or deny the existence of extraterrestrial life forms, the interview came to an end. Basically, he was just saying, yeah, I saw shit all the time, but I just kind of got used to it. Weirdo. Fire him. I'll take his check. Kenny Main is a well-known ESPN guy. Kind of old. I don't know if he still works for ESPN. This might be an older article. Uh... This but article Kenny is, Maine is like June 12th, 2019 is when that article is from. Okay, so maybe he's still doing stuff. But Kenny Maine is like the... Um, he just does like the lighter side of sports stuff. He's always the weird... Like if, Kramer, if Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld was a guy working for ESPN, that's the Kenny Maine. Kenny Maine, always maybe. He picks this fucking weird little angle. Hey, you ever seen anything weird? Man, sorry to bring down the house with the baby chucking thing. <laughs> this episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Magnet Mound. I'm Vinny. And I'm Lionel, here to bring you Magnet Mound. Pornhub stats show the bush is coming back. But you've been rocking a landing strip. Who can keep up? Stop chasing the trends. Whether you want your twat as bald as Professor X or so thick that he needs a machete, Magnet Mound is your set it and forget it solution. Our in-house doctor surgically installs a magnetic plate right above your cooch. Then our special metal fibers simulate pubes. Sprinkle them on to dress up your box using our Etch-A-Snatch app. The Etch-A-Snatch app comes with preset designs, or you could draw what you like. With an easy press of a button, bam, you're in the 70s. Bam, you're in Brazil. Bam, you've got a full man chill. It's a pubic revolution. And for guys, try our Wooly Willy app. You are just a minor day surgery away from the most electrifying grooming of your life. Magnet Greg, can you 94 us? So 1994, big year for me. I told you uh, earlier, I got out of high school in 1993. So this is your first year free. My first adult year, yeah. That's how I think of it too, is the first year where I had to kind of think about it because, man, I was that kid that was so sheltered and like suburban. I believe lily white is the term. I don't think it gets much whiter than Salem, Mass. It doesn't. I don't think it does. It doesn't. And, uh... Once I got out of high school, like I remember after graduating, maybe even like a whole week went by where I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what am I gonna do now?" You know what I mean? I didn't. It it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, mm-hmm. which is a good learning lesson for me because I feel like I'm constantly trying to prepare my kids now. Like, you have to have your shit together. You never know do you when think- the life rafts are gonna kick out and you're gonna have to get on them and start paddling. So know what the. Do you have any idea what you're doing right now? I know you're just like, oh, I'm ten playing. Are you fucking ready, motherfucker? It's coming. You don't think your parents were doing that to you the whole time? My parents weren't doing that shit, dude. No way. I feel like most parents do. I think you just can't even... You don't even have that foresight as a kid. You and that's probably fair. It, they, they probably... If yeah. they were doing it, it didn't get through at all. But okay, your parents are always telling you, save your money. Don't do They're always telling you that shit. Because they don't know be what's fucking, coming. You're zoning out. I can see you right now. Finger in each nostril. Wake up. I'm trying <laughs> to explain life advice to you. Whatever, man. You're so fucking old. So, 94 was a big year for me. I went away to school. So, I graduated in May of 93. September of 93, I find myself... August of 93, actually. I find myself in 
uh, five hours south of Denver. Mm-hmm. I went away to Western State College of Colorado in Gunnison. And then 94, I began the second whitest place on the face of the planet. It was and pretty what, white. And well, what were you going to college for? Uh, I was just going to college because they told me I had to be a college guy, I guess. You know, I didn't, I definitely didn't have a good aptitude. I looked around at a bunch of schools. What I liked about that school was I wanted to see the West. And um, it was about the size of school I was thinking I wanted to go to, like 2,000, 2,500 kids. I didn't want to go to a huge school. I thought I would have got lost. You know what I mean? Like in Ohio State where they have like fucking 50,000. I didn't want to be sitting in like an amphitheater Mm -hmm. with like 200 kids for my English 101 and then only be dealing with fucking yeah man i shouldn't graduate have fucking, assistance and yeah, shit i know? shouldn't have done that I, you did I, that i agree yeah i went to fucking ucf yeah it was the worst thing on the face of the planet i mean i you know i don't know in retrospect maybe it would have been better for me to kind of realize what a cog and a fucking big vocational wheel that i was in instead i went to a smaller school where the classes were like you know like a high school 20 25 kids everybody knew everybody uh, the campus was small, and there was really nowhere to go, man. Besides that school, there's not much else going on in fucking Gunnison. Mm-hmm. The next closest thing is there's a mountain called Crested Butte, which is kind of a big deal because... And I'm not a fucking skier at all, so that was why the fuck did I go there? I don't know. But Crested Butte is kind of a big deal because there's not a lot of out-of-bounds. Like, you can pretty much fucking ski the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, Warren Miller did, like, a lot of ski videos and shit like people would go up on helicopters and get dropped and do all that shit and it was actually such a big draw for the school that they had to go to trimesters they had to evolve to trimesters because school starts in september then it ends in december everybody goes up at that point to to the mountain Mm -hmm. they like get jobs as waiters or fucking ski lift operators or whatever then they didn't come back so the school would have such a drop off in that Mm -hmm. second semester they went Let's do a little short semester, okay? We'll fucking... We, we right, hear you. Want your ski? You guys like skiing? So, like, January to, like, whenever regular schools have um, spring break, which is, like, March, somewhere in March, we had a second semester, and the school, the campus got wicked sparse. Mm-hmm. January to March, you took, like, uh, I think, like, two or three classes, but they were more intensive, and they you were done with them in, th- you know, two and a half months. Then you came back and did... Like when, like the middle of March to like June, middle mm-hmm. of June, I think, and then you were out. So we got out a little bit later, but you got three semesters in. So some people like the workhorse aspect of it, but so many more people just went and got their fucking silver pass and just skied the fuck out of it and then showed back up, which was right. kind of weird. So anyway, that was my year, but a lot of shit happened in the year 1994. It was an interesting year, I think. So uh, it starts out now January NAFTA came about in January. I'm just going to mention some of the things that came about because there's a lot of cool shit happened in 1994. Uh, in February of 1994, that screen painting, you know, the very famous one by Edward Munch, the, that the face? Screen, yes, the screen. The screen it uh-huh. got stolen. In 1994? In 1994. It was stolen on February the 12th. It was recovered. It was in Oslo, Norway. I think Oslo's in Norway. Yes, it is. Uh, it was stolen in, in February of 1994 and it was recovered in May. So it was stolen for a few months. That's kind wow. of weird. Um, also, on that same day, the Winter Olympics started in Lillehammer, Norway. Also in Norway. Also big, in Norway. Big, big time for Norway. Yeah, that's interesting, right? The Olympics started the day they started. Someone stole that painting in Oslo, which in is Oslo. not that far. No. So do you know anything about the 94 Winter Games? Because there's only one story as far as I'm concerned. It was a big one. Which one was it? Uh, did somebody get wrapped around a pole? 
Was it uh, I'm gonna the Jamaican bobsled team? I'm going to say a name. Nancy Kerrigan. Does that mean anything to you? I say that name, but I don't know. I'll say the other name, and you'll be like, oh, that one. Uh-huh. Tanya Harding. Okay. Does that mean anything to you? I know all these names. Somebody got their shins beat in with a lead pipe? Yes, exactly. So figure skater Nancy Kerrigan was like the darling of the team. Tanya Harding was like the dark horse. Didn't like her. So she got her boyfriend, Jeff Galuli to hire some dude, Sean something, to jump out at her after a practice and tried to hit her in the knee, her landing knee. You know, they do these big jumps uh-huh. and you land with like fucking massive torque on one leg. Mm-hmm. So they try to go at that knee thinking if they knocked her out, Tanya moves into that spot. Wow. Yeah. So the guy did jump out, hit her. He ended up hitting her in the thigh, missed the knee. Ow! She was hurt. There was a very famous thing where she was sitting on the ground screaming, why, 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 like... She knew someone was coming out. I mean, obviously, she's a figure skater in the yeah. Olympics. Someone goes after her knee. It's, you know, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> You're she being ended, stupid, honey. But she re- you know why. <laughs> she recovered. She did go on to the Olympics. Tanya Harding was implicated in this before the Olympics even happened. But she threatened to sue if they took her off the team. So she also, even after admitting that and she beat was that bitch in involved, the leg with the thigh. still got to go on the Olympic team. That's right. To, um, but neither of them won a... Uh, Oksana Bayul. Oksana Bayul. I think she's Japanese. One. Nancy mm. Kerrigan got the silver. And Tanya Harding came in eighth, which I think is last in the mm. Olympics. So last if in you're the spending your whole life doing something and you come in last of the people that are doing mm. it, you're going to outfigure skate people in the crowd. But Maybe you should be beating some bitch. people in the shins with uh, <laughs> lead pipes. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought that was, that was the biggest story. And we did... Uh, America did not do great in the Olympics that year. We were like fifth in medals. We only had six gold medals. Three of them were in speed skating. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so in March, we had the Oscars. What was the best picture in 1994? I I'll know. give you a hint. It's about you people. Whoa, brother. <laughs> no, it was actually a really great movie. And I remember seeing it at the movies. Is it? It was one of the first movies that really had you a You were big making out during Schindler's List? Yes, it was Schindler's List, which... I remember being very affected by that movie because it was graphic. I was young, too. I was only 20. I wasn't even 20. I remember seeing it at the movies and being like, this is fucking hardcore. And I mean, I was well aware of the Holocaust. Actually, there was a half-year elective that I took in school called Holocausts. Mm-hmm. And it was about a group of genocides and Holocausts. Obviously, the Holocaust was like the big one. But... You know, in school, you know, you read Night and you read a couple of books and, you know, the Diary of Anne Frank and you have an idea. But that movie just, like, upped it a whole nother level, yeah. you know? And it was it was a fucking really tough to watch movie. It's a, yeah. It's almost yeah. like uh, when they see us. Almost. Almost. <laughs> uh, so it won Best Picture and Best Director, Spielberg, and I think seven Oscars. So it was pretty well received. Uh, in April... Another on the same token, right after Schindler's List comes out, you'd figure we would learn. Everyone would see it and go, oh, we shouldn't do that. No. In April of that year, the Rwandan genocide started, which was a pretty famous one because uh, it happened in the 90s. It's very famous. The, it is, right? Mm-hmm. So in Rwanda, the Hutus were the majority of the population. The rich 10% of the population were the Tutsis. And shit happened. Someone blew up someone in a helicopter. And that started, like, amping the political tension up. Then there was a famous radio jockey that was like, we need to take the streets. 
Don't let these motherfuckers run us. Then you got people just in the streets with machetes and thousands, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of fucking Tutsis were murdered. That was pretty hardcore. That was right in 1994. Uh, in May, on a lighter note, the Chunnel was completed. Mm-hmm. You familiar with the Chunnel? Is that the tunnel from England to Paris? Yes. From London to Paris, it is a... It's the tunnel that goes under the English yeah, Channel. it's a tunnel, yeah. T- hence the channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was completed after with 15,000 workers in seven years. How many people do you think died making that? Uh, probably none. Probably none. Okay. Uh, also in May, that same month, Mandela was elected the first black president of South Africa. That was big. I mean, that is big still, but mm-hmm. in 1994, that was a huge fucking deal. Uh, big. Um, in June... Um, an African American, I don't wouldn't I don't want to say cancels this out, but maybe it was a big step back in a lot of ways. Orenthal James Simpson murders uh, allegedly. Orenthal. Orenthal. Ugh. Murders Nicole. Allegedly. And Ron Goldman. Nicole Simpson and Ron Goldman. Mm. Uh, in July, right after that, Jeff Bezos founds Amazon. You know they're coming out with a new Bronco. Really? They're finally releasing a bro- another Bronco. Since that happened, because that's when they discontinued the Bronco. They discontinued the Bronco back then? After that, dude, they couldn't sell Broncos. Really? They When's the last time they were selling Broncos? They might have tried to pump them out for another year or two, and they discontinued the whole line because... Just because of that. Think about it. One of the one of the nation's largest football player was blasted on TV driving a white Ford Bronco. It was so ubiquitous with that whole thing. They, they just... Huh. I never put that connection together. It makes sense. Think about another Bronco. That's actually one of the last things I remember before leaving. Like, everything was packed. There's no more classes. Mm -hmm. My flight was on, like, whatever day. I'm going home. We're just all hanging out, sucking down the last beers, cleaning everyone's dorm rooms out. And then in the fucking TV room, everyone's like, dude, you got to see this. And the fucking camera's just sitting there. Dude, unless it was already discontinued before that incident happened, it was definitely discontinued because of that incident. But they're making a new one now? Yeah, it looks like... 25 um, years later. Yeah, they've got... um, You you can see pictures of of what it's pretty much going to look like. And I think think they're even calling it something different, but it is like a Bronco. But now it's got a a new name. But they might even give it, it its old name back, Bronco. It's really cool looking, actually. If the gloves don't fit, it must be the new Ford. The new Bronco. Ford Bronco, <laughs> <laughs> driving gloves included. <laughs> August, August of nineteen ninety four brought us Woodstock. Remember Woodstock ninety four? Oh, I remember. There the I was. Uh, in July, the World Cup was on that year. It's only every four years. Mm-hmm. Brazil beats Italy in nineteen ninety four. I remember. I have fond memories of that summer. I'm at my house. The number one memory. I had a buddy who was like. His parents are like first generation Italians. Like they came over here. He, so he's, you know, he speaks Italian to his parents. Italy's in the World Cup. We got to watch it. I remember that my dad had this. I'm, at the time, I'm living with my dad. And he's got a pressure cooker. You know those big, like, it was like a, I don't know, how big is a pot? Like a, maybe a 12 quart, at least an 8 quart pressure cooker. Where you put the top on and then like it snaps. Mm-hmm. And then it just has that little thing so you could pressure cook shit. Right. I didn't put the pressure cooker thing on, but we took a, some ice, and we took a bottle of tequila and a bottle of sour mix and made fucking tequilas, and it was our margaritas, and it was like the soccer games were on early because the, I forget, I think the cup was actually in Italy maybe, mm-hmm. so it was earlier, so the games were at like noontime, one o'clock, whatever, 
And I remember my dad coming home from work at five, and we're all hammered, ladling out fucking margaritas out of his fucking pressure cooker. He's like, oh, I'm glad all you fucking useless fucking 20-year-olds are not doing anything except drinking margaritas in my house. It's, we like, a, it's the World, World Cup! Cup man. He's like, you don't give a fuck about the World Cup. And I was like, what the fuck, <laughs> What the fucking drink in the daytime? And I remember Italy, uh, Brazil beat Italy in that one, so we, we had a fun time with that. Also, I'll give you three guesses. You don't have to take them all. Who won the World Series in 1994? John Dillinger. Trick question. They went on strike, mm-hmm. and there was no World Series in 1994. Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, first uh, first time there was no World Series since 1902. Um, and then uh, also, during 1994, it didn't give a specific date. It just said it happened during 94. AOL came up. Mm. Very ubiquitous. Do you you've got mail? And yeah. ubiquitous, it also was the 288 or the 14.4 or the 56. Back when the internet Well, that was for anything that was dial-up. I mean... I know. It was anything that was dial-up, but... AOL came on. It was the it was back when the internet used to come on CDs. You had to install, like, <laughs> fucking 2.3 megabytes worth of shit. You get a CD. Dude, they... Like two many, hours worth of internet. How many of those did they mail out, those introductory AOL CDs? I feel like I would get one, like, every fucking three weeks. There's still a dump somewhere. Probably. Just fucking containers piled, stacked to the ceiling with those AOL internet CDs. So we said the top movie was Schindler's List. Uh, Top TV show, Seinfeld, followed closely by ER. Did you ever watch any ER? Do you remember what a big sensation ER Uh, was? Yeah, yeah, my mom used to watch it all the time. It was a good good show. George Clooney, man, that's when he really blew up because he was a big doctor Mm -hmm. on uh, ER. Home Improvement was up there. 60 Minutes had fallen down a little bit. All the news shows were down. People want, Monday Night Football was up in the ratings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a little bit more lively time. We were chasing down O.J. Simpson. This was weird. I don't remember this like this, but I'm looking at the Billboard year-end Hot 100 singles of 1994. Number one song, I know you know it. It was very big that year. Ace of Bass, I Saw the Sign. No. I saw the sign. They say it like 900 sure. times. Number 9 and 10 were also Ace of Bass songs, which I don't remember Ace of Bass being that big. I remember that song got a lot of airplay, but the the fact that Ace of Bass had the number 1, 9, and 10 song the year with All That She Wants and Don't Turn Around, I don't remember those songs being that big. I remember but, All That She Wants. I guess, but I just, yeah, I mean, I guess the number 9 song in 1994 is not necessarily a huge song, mm-hmm. but it was weird for me to see Ace of Bass on the list three times. Other than that, I don't remember anything. What other 94 stuff do you got? 94. The last 94 thing I got is a Woody Harrelson 94. So he's been, if you look at his IMDb right now, he's listed as an actor in 96 projects. Mm. But three of them have not started yet. So the next one that's coming up is a movie called Fruit Loops, which I don't know anything about, but that will be his 94th movie. That'll be his 94th movie. And then one more Woody Harrelson 94. In 1994, maybe his best movie, it's arguable, Natural Born Natural Killers. Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. A Mickey historical Mallory. account. Uh, he's historical, historical account, account. About his father. <laughs> Beautiful. 94! 94. Ed Talks. Ideas to have. Listen to the most visionary people explain their visions on the Ed stage. Like Derek Yancey from Exotic Apron. 
If you want something bad enough, you get it. Nothing is off limits. I wanted panda meat, so I bought an aircraft carrier and floated it out into the ocean, where there is no government to enforce any laws. And because of my attitude, not only do I get to enjoy panda steak weekly, so do dozens of upper-class Americans. You're welcome. Ed Talks. Ideas to have. Get this complete Ed Talk and more at edtalks.com. Macaroni bacon car. There's a new one for you. Welcome to the NBC, the Millennial Book Club, aka just fucking watching Netflix. That's where we choose a Netflix original. We all watch it and then we talk about it. It's just like a book club, but for Netflix originals. This week was tough. Was fucking rough. Yeah. Whose bright idea was it to watch? Yeah, bad choice. What? When they see when us. When they you're supposed to fill in my when they see us. Us. There you go. What with Greg. Greg, with John Lig Leguizamo. There we go. Jamie Christmas. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. Dude. And also a dude from the wire. The dude that played um the kid well first off did you watch one or two spoiler spoiler alert spoiler yeah we're gonna spoil this whole thing so wait was it a show yeah there was four of them there was four of them oh um did you watch all of it i watched two and a half two and a half i watched the last hour that i watched was purely just self-hatred i just felt so shitty i made myself watch it because we can't turn away from the shit that is fact-based it's uh, that's Mm -hmm. not how it actually happened Mm but you know this this thing's the situation happens a lot. This yeah. is a big one. You're right. And if you don't, and if you're just like, nah, I don't want to watch that. Let me just shut it off and put my headphones on and listen to uh, what's that music you listen to? Block out the world. Um, what do you call what's it? What's it called? It's called in the moment, fucking hip hop or whatever. Free sleepy time. What do you call it? What do I call it? The music that's just like it's a channel that just plays nonstop. It's just it's, fr- it's just hip hop. It's, it's not deep not. house. It's like. Porch, Motherfucker, they ain't no sense. They house, got deep like house. right out in the front. It's backyard. It's just, uh... yeah, yeah. No, fuck that. I turned that shit off after about 15, 20 minutes. I said this was that's the how worst. far you made it. Yep, I said this is the worst fucking thing ever. I, I'm not gonna say that it wasn't bad because it wasn't bad. It was actually incredibly shot. All the acting was great. Yeah. The timepiece was perfect, even down to the fucking coloring of like this dingy '80s. Uh, New York City. It was fucking. It was brilliant. a ton of shots of people with Walkmans. Yeah, they were really, fucking headphones. Those old foam headphones. They did that so many times to be like, like all right. Do you get that this is 1990? <laughs> Let's show them again. Let's do it. You bring out the headphones for shot 54, and it so and then of course like we were just saying, it had John Lugazamo and had that dude from The Wire in it, and it. Like Omar. It was a fucking great piece. It was, and it's based hit on a historical. Uh, event that happened in America that's really fucked up. Everyone was still was the was Central alive Park for Five. That was a big right. deal in 1989. I remember that. That was a big deal. But the feelings, like 
of 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 fucking anger and frustration and just fucking misery. I'm like, fuck this shit. Yeah. I do not want to feel those emotions right now. Fuck everything about that. I'm not feeling that way right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's no, tough. That's what's it really wrong really, with America, really I think, tough. is that the youth yeah. of America is like, that is super unjust. You know what? Fuck it. Next thing. And I think we just we all do that now. Well, dwelling we're, in we're that emotion doesn't make it better. Sitting, turning that on and feeling that doesn't make it okay. It doesn't just make it just feeling it doesn't make it better. No. But then then you got to go out. I I can still watch that and then vote differently or whatever. I mean, it's not well, like actually, you're do anything different. I watched it and then I immediately put it into action. I wrote a sign. I had a picket sign and I stood out in front of my house watching the last two. And now everyone in my neighborhood knows I care. I mean, at least like five or six people drove by. Hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, you got another sign. <laughs> All so, right. See so you Sunday. They, when They See Us is a movie about, it's a four-part, hour-long, four-hour-long series. Four hours. About of- five kids that were railroaded into confessing to a brutal rape and almost murder of a uppity... West Side uh, Financial Office New York runner. City your lady. Yeah. yeah, she's jogging through Central Park. By the way, what are you jogging through Central Park? You don't jog through nine o'clock at night, dude. You you're asking for it because, and I'm not saying that like it's not the woman's fault by any means, right? But what I'm saying is, New York City before the '90s was notoriously known as rapey, stabby, central, everywhere you fucking go. The sun dips below the buildings. You don't go into shaded fucking areas. Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. What are you fucking out no, of your absolutely. mind? In the 70s, I think, was like the pinnacle. Where it, it was, was the like, pinnacle where rapey and stabbing yeah. was, was everywhere. And in fact, if you go back to like the beginning of the century, when like civilization was abounding in America, like, do you ever see that movie Gangs in New York? Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, there was literally like... I don't know how realistic that was, mm-hmm. but I mean, it looked pretty fucking bad. Even if it was a little bit like that, yeah. What the fuck? So now you go seventy years forward, the subways are pretty bad, and mm-hmm. obviously in nineteen eighty nine, you're a young woman. You just really don't need to be running through a dark park. Yeah, probably anywhere. Definitely not Central Park. Even park. if you don't even do it now, you don't even go into Central Park today. She got fucked up so yeah. bad. Really? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. permanent damage. You know? Can I ask you this? You know the lady that was that like the blonde haired lady yeah. in the movie that was like these kids are suspects. Yeah. Was is that bitch alive in real life when they find out that those kids are not guilty? Yes, and it was either her or the prosecutor that in real life mm-hmm. stepped down from a law school that she had a good position at because they made her look so bad and she uh, oh boo hoo! Did they make her look bad? Well, I'm just saying because she sent it, five kids to fucking prison for almost a lifetime. They made her look really bad in the movie. And again, I'm sure there's a grain of truth in that. And then they make the kids look like angels. And of course, that the whole first 15, 20 minutes are like, look at these kids. They're all young prospects to be the next whoever. Right. Like every single one of them was like, look at this kid. He's got his kind of career going, and this kid's got this relationship thing going. It's and the trickiest part of this whole. This whole conversation is, you remember how it started. In the beginning, it's like, it's almost like a fucking Nike commercial where right. like a bunch of young kids are just like getting sucked into this one direction. They're all like, let's go, knocking on glass, let's go. What are they going to do? We're going to pick up trash in the park. No, they're going to go fucking just create mayhem as mm-hmm. kids, which is not a huge deal. I mean, no. it's part of the youth experience and in certain areas, I mean, you're going to, I think definitely when you get to a more compact area, kids have to 
do shit like that because they can't go up behind the, the city house. kids are always little city kids yeah. always have to get squeezed kids. yeah right so but I mean you know they were out there doing all kinds of shit then it escalates pretty quickly and all of a sudden these 14 year old kids are out in the dark park watching dudes beat the fuck out of like a dude on his bike or whatever right and then they were like holy shit then you hear the sirens everyone starts running because of course you you ran into the park you're gonna you hear sirens you're gonna run the fuck out mm-hmm. they just nab everybody mm-hmm. you know it was just so heartbreaking they beat really the shit out of them beat the shit out of some of them oh and, yeah and then they just then they show the lady so she must have been like the DA I don't know she wasn't in the court so she was maybe like the attorney general right. not the DA but like the attorney general who doesn't actually get into the court was like we gotta fucking get on top of this we're gonna look like a crime fucking capital. Let's swift justice. And she starts making all these claims, and everyone's like, I mean, we really didn't know what the deal is. And she was fighting with that other lady, I guess. She was like the head of the sex crimes unit. The other lady was the homicide unit. She was like, bitch didn't die. It's on our turf. And they're like fighting at one point. You saw that part? Yeah. That was, fighting yeah. with like the, maybe that was the attorney general they were fighting with. The guy that was on the speaker? Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, he was like the... He's Charlie like, ah, from Charlie's Angels. Ah, you, guys, you guys figure it out. Figure it I, out. I got a cigar. I got to smoke later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she ends up going so gung-ho, gets all these people, and she's like, you just round up. She's literally saying, she'll like, round up every black kid that was in the park and fucking make them talk, get some answers. And then that's kind and of how they Dude, I, and then you have them in interrogation, and that's where I turned it off, was during that interrogation, because... That's the we, crux of we the whole see, thing. That's the crux, of course, that's the crux of the whole thing, and that's the crux of... Everything we fucking watch, so for, uh, from the um, the collar bombing thing or making a murderer, like we've all seen fuck making a murderer, dude. We've all seen that shit. Though that is real life footage. That is these those guys really fucking do that. They sit down, and that's that's how they're trained. They're trained to sit down in front of somebody. Who they don't care if you've done it or not. It doesn't matter if you have done it or you have not done it. What their job is to do is to make you say you've done it. They sit down and they go, "Yo, you fucking did it, didn't you? You fucking stuck her dick. You were fucking her." Like and then slapping around, dude. That mate was is that is a real thing. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah, they were reading a script, but they were reading a script, and who, for all we know, that was transcript from what fucking actually happened because you've seen the making the murderer shit and those yeah. were those were white guys trying to get a, a conviction out of a fucking white guy so it's probably even worse right. what happened with those they probably toned it down they're like hey, well, we're putting this on Netflix we you know, gotta, again, we gotta it's take hard some to say. it's hard to say because you know it was only in the 90s and there was a certain sensibility that you imagine people have even though there's like a fervor that the movie is trying to get everyone whipped into I don't know that every one of those cops was ready to just arrest any black kid and fucking throw him in jail Clearly, there were some. You'd like to think that. Were they beat up? They showed one of the kids getting beat up, literally beat up. Yeah. In the interrogation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you're a 14 year old kid, you think about it and you're like, you think you could hold out a little longer, but 18 hours, 16 hours, however long these cops are like berating these kids, they get no food, no rest. You ain't going home till you fucking tell us. So fucking tell us. And the cops are taking shifts, and you're a 14 year old kid just sitting there. Yep. What the fuck? You'll break. I'll say anything. I fucked your mother last night. Can I go home now? Yep. Yeah. And, and there were matter. kids that didn't necessarily have the best advocacy in their lives. Of course. Like John Leguizamo was probably the best one where he's like, I got to fucking work. What do you mean my kid's fucking getting arrested? He thought it was some... Literally, like, if I don't go thing. to work today, we don't eat two days from now. Like, I need to go to work the fuck now. I don't care what's going right. on. Right. He's like, I'll leave my mother here. She doesn't even fucking speak English. They're like, don't worry about it. We got you covered. That kid gets fucking totally hammered because he's there all day and no one's pressing on it. Whereas one of the other kids, as soon as the mother finds out, she comes in and she goes, get the fuck out of here. My kid's 14. 
I'm fucking taking him out. And she pulls the kid right out. The kid with the really tall hairdo. Yousef. Right. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, heartbreaking shit, like how they go and get the kids on the street. And the one kid, did you see that part where the one kid, they're like, hey, come here. What do you, you got for ID? He goes, I got a bus pass. Like, give it to me. Are you 15? Let's go. You're coming. And he goes to the other kid and says, hey, are you with us? And the guy goes, the other cop goes, oh, he's not even on the list. And he goes, you want to come and keep your buddy company? It's only going to be a little bit. And the kid goes, you know, he's looking at his buddy who's like, dude, come on, man, come with me. We're 15. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That kid's in jail for fucking 20 years. And the kid went to jail for fucking 12 years. He was like, yeah, all right, I'll go. And then that dude ends up being railroaded with the rest of them. Dude, it's fucking tough. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Fuck everything about it. Of course you have to make something. Because if you don't make that stuff, you don't put it out there. You don't show what happened. You don't show it as real as it fucking happened. Stuff like that keeps fucking happening. So what happened? The actual conclusion. Forget about the show. In reality, those kids all got sentenced to like 6 to 12 years. They were found guilty on everything. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to take the plea bargain. And they had a scene. And I feel like this really happened. In, In the situation, they had a scene with all the kids and the lawyers and the parents sitting around. And they're like, one of the lawyers is like, listen, this is not going well. They're offering us a plea. I think we should take it. You guys will be looking at whatever, da da And the parents are all looking at each other like, I don't want my kid to go to jail till he's 28 or whatever, miss his whole childhood. But then they're like, you know, the lawyer knows what he's talking about. In a situation like that, we're watching on TV. We know how the outcome was. You're like, don't be a fucking idiot. Hold fast. When you're in a situation like that, you, you have you, no fucking clue. You, know, you are looking you at do? anyone that has some shred of expertise and you are fucking praying mm-hmm. that it's good advice yeah. so when that guy starts going we, we should really think plea one of the kids just says like they make a big emotional dramatic scene out of him. he goes we didn't do it we shouldn't say we did it if we didn't do it and then the other kid says yeah I'm with you and the other kid says yeah and then the parents are like yeah and then you flash forward to like 20 minutes later and they're like all these kids stand up on the charge of blank 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 guilty and then they're like oh fuck i wish we didn't listen to the fucking kids Mm -hmm. the lawyer was saying fucking take a plea you know so anyway the kids all get sentenced to between six and 12 years Mm -hmm. and they start getting out or you know some of them got out earlier than the others after the whole thing is done after they all did their jail time a guy that had raped someone in central park like two fucking days prior to this admitted to one of the kids i forget how he had a thing going it was like it was like fucking uh, the Stephen King movie, Shawshank. The, the guy said, yeah, I'm the one that did it. They checked his DNA. He was the guy that raped the girl. It had already been over the statute of limitations for rape, and the guy was already in jail forever and fucking 52 more years, so it didn't matter at all. They didn't even charge him with it, but they exonerated the kids because they fucking actually found the real guy. Right. Now those kids got out. They sued the fuck out of the state of New York. It was $40 million. That kid that... Um, I can't remember what his name was. He was the kid that almost didn't even go, and he was mm-hmm. like, you want to come with your buddy? That kid got a little bit more of the money because he was 16. The other kids were under 16. It's fucked up to me that they have rules about a 14 and 15-year-old versus 16, but you probably have to, obviously, because I guess there is shit happening in this world that we'd love to say, you don't need these lines, but they're there. Right. So anyway, he got he spent more time in adult lockup because he was 16, the kids were under 14 and 15, so they had, like, juvie jail. Right. But uh, So he got a little bit more of the money, and then they were in on the production of this, uh-huh. and some things have happened. As you mentioned, the blonde lady that was the head sex crime lady, she had a, a pretty cushy job at a law school somewhere as, like, the dean or the whatever. Mm-hmm. 
she stepped down because of this because it made because her look this movie so bad because of this movie. Oh, that sucks, doesn't it? Well, you know, I guess it's just dessert. She was doing her job, and right. uh, you know, she liked to th- in the thing anyway. They were painting her as this girl was vicious. Who was there for this girl that got viciously raped? She's a rich white lady. Can't she just run wherever she wants anytime? And you know, what are you gonna do? I, it's it's really hard. Everyone wants to have a bad guy, right? You know, in a case in this case, I would say it's probably the rapist. Right. Besides him, how many bad guys really are there? All the other people are... Well, the lady that's like pushing strictly ra- racially profiling or... The, there is... Yeah, you, you can only... She you is can't racially just, profiling. You can't just chalk everything up. Ah, they're just doing their job. They're just doing... Because you're right. They are just doing their job, but you can put 10 different people in that same position doing that job and they're not going to make those decisions that this lady made. She could have made a million different decisions at different points throughout But the that, people that get that those jobs have, are all the those people kids that take remember everything. her being that way. That That's how they built her up. That's how they built that lady up in their minds. Like All those kids have to do with that I don't movie. know if the kids actually have much interaction with right, that well, you, well, you're... They were... Uh, whatever it was, they... Obviously, they were making this movie, and that's how they—they're like that's how they remembered it, and that's how they chose to portray her. So, I mean, that's for all we know, whatever it is, whatever the tram. Sure, there's transcripts from a, for a lot of the shit that was in there. It's all public record. All things, a lot of things are recorded. I don't think it's probably too far off the mark. I feel like the people that make that a movie like was, this are like justice crusaders. So of they, course, they make a story that makes it look like the cops are against the kids. The kids are all awesome. The parents are super awesome parents. There was. Financial hardships on you know they make everything as as bad as they can and then they bring it to those kids and go hey you guys want to get in on this they go yeah we'll be producers on it but you know what I was a little tougher I you know he he beat me up a little bit because I you know I want to look tougher and I want to do and then you know they go all right well we want to make sure the kernel that goes through it is the fucking system is corrupt and I'll tell you what I remember when I was watching this I remember listening to season three of Serial which was all about the Cleveland justice system they were in these Cleveland justice centers mm-hmm. and they were talking about how the main issue as as this episode of serial saw it was that crime is up uh, you know jail people in jail are up all these things are up everything is up the one thing that hasn't really risen is uh, what do they call those guys the the district attorneys I guess I think it's the district attorneys. They have so much say over what goes to trial, what you're going to push, and how the pleas go, right? And so because there's so few of those guys and crime is going up so... Mm -hmm. Or like arrests and all that shit are going up so much and like stacking charges. So you just don't get busted anymore for theft. It's theft, attempting to steal, attempting to... Thinking about theft, looking there's at it. There's like theft. nine charges. So by Wearing the, time, the gloves of a thief. Yeah. Having a, so they go, all right, we'll let you off three charges, but the other six are going to stick. I fucking stole a loaf of bread. No, you fucking come up, you know. You also the, stole the plastic wrapper that it was in. Then they have you, all these uh, things called like riders where they're like, if you're in a gang, or we, if we can prove that you were in a gang, everything gets like multiplier by like two yeah. and all this other shit. If there's a gun, there's multiplier. So, there's right. a, so the DAs, all they want to do is bring everything to plea. So they're like, I don't even give a fuck. If you are, there was so many cool lines in that serial. If you haven't listened to that serial, season three, I would say listen to that, then watch this, and it would just fucking suck the tears out of your fucking eyes. Ah, fuck it's all so that. big. Fuck all that. If it's you guys so want to go down so that shitty. shit train of a it's horrible, America though, it's happening. You know, right. it's not. Which, Doesn't mean you got to fucking dwell on it. 
Holy shit. Dwell on it slash look, even look Just doing it. it doesn't make you a fucking martyr. Just just w- watching that shit doesn't make you a martyr. If you want, if you actually give a shit, go out and do something about it. It's don't not about being a martyr. It's just, bad. it's just understanding it. I know? understand it. I don't got to watch it, dude. It's fucking misery. I guess there's just levels of, you know, detail in the understanding. Doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's not fucking because it doesn't fun. make me go. Oh, it's that fuck. I know it's that fucked up right from the get go, dude. Again, making a murderer is like it's a real thing. We're watching real footage, and it's just as bad as this fake footage that we fucking watched. Yeah, it's watching those guys sit there and fucking destroy people's lives is is the worst fucking thing on the face of the planet. It is it is a true fear of mine to get put away and incarcerated for something that I did not fucking do. And there is a there's yeah. enough people that it has happened to in this world that it's just every fucking day there are people going to prison for 10, 20, 30 years lifetime sentences for shit that they did not fucking do. One of the lines that'll stay with me from the serial season three thing was, it, it wasn't even, I don't remember the exact line, but basically the guy was like, listen, I was talking to this guy, the DA, and I said, we know he's innocent. And the guy went, dude, he's already here. Even being innocent is worth three to five. Like, fuck you. We're just, this is a freight train. Once you get sucked in, how, how long you want to be in there? You want to work with us? You can be in there less. It's fucking brutal. Fuck that. Yeah, so all right, so that's what we picked, and it was shot well. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. <laughs> it was very, very well made. If you want to yeah. rank it on, like, an actual made, like, level, that's what we should, we should almost, at this point, I think we should almost modify our ranking system because we have our ranking system that's very personal. I would say go ride a fucking bike every day of the week, but... I don't want you to think that it. This was a from the guy that rode his bike to like the fucking west. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, right. Go ride your bike for like seven weeks. Like seven weeks. Don't even. <laughs> don't look back. We turn into a pillar of salt. This, um, but as far as something that was, it was well made. It's a very well made thing. The acting was great. Everything was great. And, um, but uh, I would say go ride a fucking bike, man. Anyway, next week, guys. Let's watch something a little uh, uplifting, huh? Let's watch Hitler, Mussolini, and Napoleon all get fucking roasted on historical roasts with Jeff Ross. They're dressing up guys in costumes uh, like Bob Saget and, uh, shit, what's his name? Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. And uh, then they roast him. So it seems like it's going to be a really fun show. I'm very excited to watch that. Watch historical roasts for next week. On the next Millennial Book Club. And of course, if you're going to send your reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com. Again, that's roadsodamail at gmail.com. And we will send you a Millennial Book Club postcard. We send out two postcards. One is our just our show postcard. And then you get a separate one for the Millennial Book Club, guys. Isn't that neat? So, uh, yeah, send us your, your reviews. What do you think? What did you think of... I think you should. Uh, sorry, ooh, I almost said I think you should leave. I think when, you should stay. That's what they, it's called. You're at the prison. <laughs> I think you should stay. When they see us, guys, what did you guys think? I'm very excited to see what you guys thought. All right, everybody. Thank you. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Popflix. Popflix, the all new video streaming service from Popco. 
find out what everyone is talking about, and stream award-winning PopFlix original content now. Like My Old Bird's Box, BoJack Horsecock, and everyone's favorite, Doing Strange Things. There are hundreds of shows and movies to choose from over at PopFlix. We even have the classics like Wet Hot Chinese Winter, Forrest Blumpkin, and the award-winning Schindler's Day Off, starring Stephen McConaughey and Willie Haraldson. PopFlix starts at $23.99 a month, and that's almost twice as much as Netflix. That's how you know it's better. PopFlix, a Popco brand. Okay, so here we have uh, two, I guess we're friends now. It's only been like 15 minutes, but uh, with us is Slim and Drama from the Dapper Dads podcast. How you doing, guys? Hello, what the fuck is going on, internet world? Hey, I don't know. We never, they never answer us, so we don't know. <laughs> Weird, you must not be asking the right question. <laughs> you know, so it's funny, I think it's the name of the podcast we, you mentioned off air that you feel like people are constantly mis, mis, mistaking you guys for 45-year-old guys. Greg was oh, one yeah. of those people. I was one of those people <laughs> because, well, I mean, fuck, man. Dapper Dads is the name of a podcast of two 40-year-old guys right. trying to hang on to their 20s. So that's where I started. And then as I was oh. listening, I said, these sound kind of with it for 40-year-old guys or they're really stretching. <laughs> but all right, I'm with it. Oh, and then, we don't do stretches. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Our, our, our We may not be in our middle age. I mean, we, we can't reveal drama's actual age on the show because it would scar and terrify all of the listeners. But uh, we're de- we, we have an old man mentality. We'll put it that way. You do. And that's what had me going for a while because you guys are not... Uh, you, had a, you had me going with it. Would you say saying. that that mentality is what makes you friends? Is what brought the two of you together? I think we're more enemies. Yeah, we're definitely enemies. We're kind of like, <laughs> like, like, okay, so like the the best way I can compare it is uh, ZZ Top. You know the guys with the beards. Yeah. They they do not hang out with each other at all outside of like touring and recording. Like they're not friends. Like they don't like go out to eat or hang out. They only get together strictly for band shit. Right. We're a lot like that, except like you really have to convince the both of us every week to get together because a fist fight breaks out actually in the middle of recording almost every episode uh that that's why editing is such an important process for your podcast because uh there's a lot of personal things that are said between us i believe one of the things i believe tonight i actually told uh drama here that his dick smells like a baby coffin uh and then there was a which i didn't find a problem with yeah I, well, he, didn't, he doesn't think there's a problem with it i say that our listeners definitely have a problem with let's it. just say it puts babies in coffins <laughs> who's look Jeez. man it's a very distinct smell okay and it's not yep. good uh, no, I mean, there's. I but when you smell it, you know what's up. Yeah, you know what it is. It's kind of like how people, like when they say they find Bigfoot in the woods, he's always accompanied with a very terrible smell. It's a lot like that. And half the time, when people think they saw Bigfoot in the woods, it's just Slim's gross dick. It's yeah. a lot like that. Mo- it's a lot like that movie Field of Dreams. You know, it's a field of gross penises. Yeah. Just- <laughs> <coughs> and it comes with the smell of uh, baby coffins. So oh, it comes. I, how it comes you... fast and hard and way too soon for what you're anticipating. The girls laugh. We get insecure. I say, get my fucking dick out of your hand already. I already gave you the $40. Leave me alone. I couldn't see how or why you guys would even consider yourself enemies. It seems like you're such tight friends. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the show personality is what yeah. it is. So how, how did you guys like meet each other? Are you friends from school? 
like when you were younger kids way back live yeah way way back yeah grade school was when we first met yeah third grade i yeah third grade i think we had slim was held back two years yeah i was uh i had like a really severe head injury when i was a kid i actually have this weird big bump <laughs> in the back of my head doctor said i'd never be able to form full senses again and i told that guy off you know he does a podcast yeah. Who's and laughing now, asshole? Yeah, I, I send it to my doctor every week, and he's like, this is just more proof that you can't fucking talk. <laughs> You're proving my point, son. Wait, so, now, I've listened. I'm the I'm the researcher on our end over here. So I listened to a handful of episodes, but I don't think I have Sorry. an exact handle on where you guys are. You guys are in uh, Wisconsin? Uh, close. Minnesota? <laughs> Cl- uh, not as close. Illinois? <laughs> Like Chicago, Chicago area. Okay, so, uh, I'd say like we're I don't know we're we're a couple hours south of Chicago. Yeah, we're from Rockford. Okay, that's that's like I thought that was like dead west Rockford. No, uh, it's no, no it's more south from it's it's like southwest from Chicago. If you guys are following uh, the the basketball that's going on right now, Fred Van Vliet from the Toronto Raptors, he's from here. Gave, us, gave the whole town a shout out. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. It's all we have, baby. All we have that's is cool. Cheap Trick, and now we got Fred Van Fleet. They've got a day based around it. Uh, they've got a. No, that's cool. That's that is really cool. One. So, are you guys rooting for really Toronto cool. because Fred Van Vliet is on the Raptors and was having a good series? We are now. Yeah, we are now. <laughs> we're, we're definitely. <laughs> leaped on the bandwagon immediately. We are what is known to the kids as clout chasers. Uh, <laughs> we really just tend to hop on things as soon as they get popular. And then we run it into the ground, and then we're completely done with it after that. Fuck yeah, man. When I was a kid, it was the opposite. Anything that was good, you wanted to distance yourself from. Mm-hmm. That was like the whole grunge era. Everything that was cool was... I don't want that. It, it doesn't seem like kids are like that now. Not that you guys are kids. We know you're middle-aged guys. But uh, it seems like the kids... <laughs> Debatable. Are, are, like you said, clout chasers. Clout chasers. I, I don't quite get it. When you're a kid, you're supposed to hate... Anything that's got any type of... Rebel, kid. What's the matter with yeah. you? Yeah, that's what's wrong with these goddamn kids. They're, They're not rebelling. Kids. Yeah, these kids are too fucking happy. They're too accepting of everything. They just fucking like everything. I need something that the kids hate these days, you know? We, they, what they, happened they, to all the they, cynics, huh? They got nothing I mean, to hate. Need, they got it too fucking easy. Soft with their fucking I, video game fingers. Yeah, let's go beat up some kids. Yeah, all I think right. I think we all agree on one thing. Where are you guys at? Let's go beat up some kids right now. We're in Florida. I think it's legal. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Actually, we got to go. Sorry. Yeah, our bad. We can't be on a Florida podcast. You can't be on a Florida podcast. Look, Florida is definitely the one of the worst states, but it's our worst state. Road Soda brought to you by Bath Salts. We're here with the Dapper Dads. That's right. Hell yeah. You guys doing rails of bath salts down there right now? That's right. Our new brand of Flocka will knock your fucking socks off. Oh, hell yeah. We're going into Flocka territory. You guys got Crocodile down there yet? (laughs) Do we have it down here? We started it. Yeah. Oh, you started the crocodile? You started a lot of things we shouldn't (laughs) talk about. Yeah, sure thing, Florida man. Look, man, it is a... It is... It's it's weird how much the state is actually the way it looks from the outside. Like it's yeah. one of those things. Like you know, I've 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 seen a lot of things on the news about different areas of the country, and then you go to those places, and, and you're like, this isn't that bad. It's not. But with Florida, it's like all the shit that you see with the Florida man. It's it's dude. It's right there. And if you're looking in the right spot, you're gonna see that shit on a daily basis if you want. <laughs> I just went basis. to Florida. <laughs> I just went to Florida, and when I crossed the state line, there was a flaming car in the highway. 
does that sum up your state? Yeah, yeah, pretty. Or, it's actually going to be the new uh, license plate. It's just oh, a trash yeah. fire. Is the license plate just on fire on all motor vehicles? Yeah, now? it's it's yeah, it's really it's a new thing, but they're they're testing. Wait, it. here's something about Florida that I love. I'm I'm from Massachusetts. I've been Bro, down here for eight Florida. years. <laughs> so just shows how shitty Mass. They is. don't do any fucking uh, what do you call it emissions testing down here at all. And the weather allows old ass cars to drive forever. You'll see a car from the '80s; it looks pristine, except the paint is is like totally faded. But a guy will be driving, and then all of a sudden, you'll see this plume of toxic fucking smoke uh, come out. Like it's... it'll it'll literally linger in an intersection for like minutes. Mm-hmm. All all it's... the time, all the time. It's our God given right to drive busted up hunks of shit. So what you're saying is I could just, because my busted up hunk of shit, my big old hillbilly truck is on its last legs. So are you saying I could drive this piece of shit down to Florida and it would remain pristine? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. No like snow, no salt to fucking mum- eat the shit. Mummification. True. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, look, your turns, too. How, yeah. how long have you guys been doing, because you're on, you just came, episode 97 just released, right? Yep. Yep. So... Have you been consistent at, at a once a week, or would you guys? What's or, the schedule? What's the schedule for you guys? Every Friday. Every we Friday. We haven't missed a single Friday. The whole since you've started, so it puts you at uh, almost two years. Yep. Right. We're, yep. We're coming up uh, hard and fast on our hundredth episode. Uh, and so I always uh, come. <laughs> a couple episodes okay. after a hundred is going to be our two-year anniversary. So wow. we're going to be going into season three of the Dapper Dads uh, okay. within the next month or so here. Do you guys shit. take a break between doing the seasons, or you just keep rolling? I wish. Yeah, good God, do I wish I could get a break from this bullshit. Sweet Jesus, do you know how hard brand consistency is? Yeah, it's it's definitely a uh, it's a it's a, it's it's something you can't drop. You we can't we go. totally can appreciate that. We're coming up on uh, this. This will go on episode ninety four. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we did. So we, we're winning. You're winning. Absolutely, yeah. You're winning right now. <laughs> and you'll God, stay that right. way until something happens. Uh, until our car catches on fire. But we, start, <laughs> we started like a few years back just intermittently. We would do like we'd have like a spring that was okay. Then yeah. we, you know, he, he actually, Isaiah started it way back. And then we kind of came together at some point in the middle. But we started every Monday because this is a working man's podcast. It's not a frivolous weekend fucking friday drop thing it's a it's a working man's monday podcast we're the only thing that keeps some people sane that's on right. their way to work that's crack right. a fucking people aren't soda. Sane, no uh, absolutely not <laughs> and we're coming up on a year our episode 95 will be a year of every every monday so we can appreciate fuck man 95 in a row that's that's pretty good that's awesome what whose idea was it was it two of you mutually were like we're already doing this shit let's let's record it like how did that happen for you guys yeah um a homeless drifter was telling me outside of a bar when we were getting real drunk one time that we should start a podcast and we we're like what better advice <laughs> to take yeah some strange man yeah, we were, we were ripping on some cigarettes. We had probably each downed a bottle of Jameson, so we were feeling it. And uh, a lot of uh, a lot of homeless in Rockford. And so, I mean, you can't even stand outside of a bar without getting asked for money or cigarettes downtown half the time. It's primarily homeless. That's, pri- that's our main source of revenue is homeless. Yeah, we burn them. Yeah, we burn them <laughs> in, the, in the harsh winters. Yeah. Like a car in Florida, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you guys got flaming cars, we got flaming homeless, same page, different playbook, you know? That sounds like chocolate and peanut butter. We gotta combine that. 
Sounds like something. Uh, I'll tell eat. you, a flaming homeless man is nothing like chocolate or peanut butter. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not as tasty as either smell. one. Think of the fuel source, though. Homeless, flaming cars, put it together. Homes oh, are yeah. warmed. We can start a new country. Yeah. Based solely around the laws of dudes that do podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so the worst country. Yeah, the worst country that only lasts for three the weeks. Fuck up. So you guys, you guys have known each other for years, and then a couple of years ago, the podcast fairy came to you in the form of a homeless man and said, yeah. start a show. That's we the start of it. We assume the homeless man will come to us in the future. He's some sort of wizard. I like yeah, to assume yeah. that he's me from the future, actually. We like to assume it's yeah. both of us formed into one person <laughs> when the shit really hits the fan. You guys probably have one of the best origin stories, because that's like uh, uh, in podcasting that uh, a bum came to you and said... And so how long, from when the bum said, you guys need to start a podcast, was it like that weekend? You're like, yeah, let's do it. We were... Or was it like... Months down the road, you're like, fine, we'll, 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 we'll start a podcast. Did you even know what a podcast was at that time? We heard of them, but we thought they were stupid. But you got to listen to the homeless because it's the <laughs> long year. Yeah, they're the, they're the guys with the real ideas because they got all day to stare into the sun and think about shit. So really, if you can get past all of the schizophrenic babbling, there's some, there's some nuggets of gold in there. And that was, I, think, I believe we got a nugget of gold with that one. And then we immediately bought a horrendous microphone off of Amazon, tried it out, and it sucked. So then we took a three-year hiatus. Oh, okay. And and then we bought real equipment and made the best-sounding podcast you'll ever hear. It's <laughs> a way that to do it. Undisputed. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> I love that. Dude, that. And that is, okay, so if that was three years, so that's all together, almost five years, it was like a start. I guess that was kind of how it was for us, too. I was just like real sporadic. But then it, all of a sudden, we just... Uh, got the fire and i think it's because we also work at the same uh job as well that it makes it easier for us to have the same Doing what scheduled uh we work in logistics uh, <laughs> we, we take see. homeless people from around the country and replace move them to rockford illinois which is it's called bum kind of a coincidence oh, small world. <laughs> this makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> we gotta talk off <laughs> But, um, so, th- th- that is, and, okay, you're Rock- Rockford, Illinois? Yeah. Rockfordians, as Rock- we're known to be Rockfordians! Rockfordians. So, so, the homeless guy gave you the inspiration, but what is it that keeps you guys, you know, like you said, I wish we could stop, I wish we could take a vacation from this, what is it that you would think, what, what would you say has kept you guys going for two fucking years? Uh, a white hot blinding rage and a voice in my head that won't shut up and the only time i can get the things out that he says to me is through a microphone that, to go on the internet where everybody can hear him and if i don't do what he says i will die a lot of people a lot of the so-called fans uh constantly say that they'll kill themselves if we stop so it's kind of more of a moral thing at this point. yeah we got kind of a heaven's gate situation going on over here where people just want to how do you get to that level uh, you, you basically, I think it's something to do with the demon inside of me. Cause like, I think if you play our podcast backwards, there's hidden messages in the bullshit that I say. Uh, and the people hear that it's, it's, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like that, uh, eighties movie, the Terminator, you know, yeah, right. I mean, you that, know little, that little known film, you know, yeah. the, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's a, it's got a Arnold in it. Big beefy guy. Yeah. Real beefcake. Real hunk. Yeah. Real I don't hunk. know if you guys have ever seen it. He starts off naked in the second one, oh, and you just keep rewinding that scene for 45 minutes. And then, and, then, you, and then you pause it on the VHS tape, so there's those weird static lines in the TV so you want to crank it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you burn out the naked scene on Tran- <laughs> on Terminator 2, boy? 
<laughs> oh yeah, you guys better go to the video store right now. I'm telling you, you're missing out on a lot. I felt like a T1000 when I got done. I'll tell you that. Much. I'll tell you that much. I could have melted myself and gone through the bars of a cage. <laughs> I'm Greg. And I'm Isaiah. This is a PSA for racial slur awareness. We want to take a moment to educate everyone about racial slurs. But not your run-of-the-mill racial slurs, everyday things you say that you may not know are offensive. Be careful when saying words like yellowbone, which is a light-skinned black person, hunk or hunky, an Eastern European middle-class worker. And if you have a friend named Charlie, you need to tell him his name is horribly offensive to the Vietnamese. Coconut, apple, banana. Used to describe people of different ethnicities who act white. Color on the outside, white on the inside. Very offensive. Clog jockey, disco jockey, scotch jockey, jerky jockey, horse jockey. Any word combined with jockey. Racist. Don't say it. Now that you're armed with this information, you are sure to not offend anyone. From the guys at Road Soda, thank you. <laughs> Do you guys, uh, oh jeez, hold on. Ooh, do you guys uh, work you together? Wait, so you, you, you guys said fucking smoking marijuana on your end? Uh, uh, the, the devil's begonia, son? <laughs> no, I did the earlier, but uh, it's, weird no, it's the devil's baloney. Yeah, yeah, come on, how high are you guys right now? I'm stony baloney, I guess. Add a boy. Add a boy. Uh, do you guys besides the the podcast? You said you don't hang out outside of the podcast. Was that? Uh, we try not to, but we keep running into each other everywhere we fucking go. Yeah, because unfortunately we have a lot of similar interests, and you'd think for two guys with similar interests we would get along, but it's like uh, it's like oil and water with us. No matter how much you shake us up, we just don't stick. Yeah, and if you put it in the gas tank, it's gonna fuck up the engine. Yeah, it's, it's basically like put, it's basically like when you find out your girl's cheating on you, and so you go and put a bunch of sugar in her gas tank. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't do that? that <laughs> it's what a lot like that movie Clueless that came out in the 90s, you know? It's like a uh, Deuce Piccolo European gigolo where there's the uh, the dead male escort stick in the hand. It's something more like that. More. So, oh, yeah. let, right. let me ask you this. You guys are, you, you reference on the show actually. the dads. So, uh, is there a bigger group of dapper dads? And what are the other dads? What's their view on the podcast? So, uh, we do have what is considered to be the dad squad, the dad uh, squad, yeah, that's w- which, which has two, which has two other members in it. We've got a young Kurt and Matt, the God, mm-hmm. and, uh, they, they, they appreciate what we do, but they want absolutely nothing to do with it. 100% at all, uh, ma- mainly out of shyness and the fact that they are much better people than us and they don't want to be drugged down to our level with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Low bar, low bar. I understand that. Oh, there's not even a bar yeah. that's so fucking low. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> barless, they're barless. I I apologize. And uh, uh, Jiminy fucking Christmas. I had a goddamn. I had a I had a dead good question for you, and then it totally just gave me one. Um, and he held in this lung full of smoke, and now his fucking yeah, question is blown up. I have just be easy, man. Just relax. You guys, you're all down. You're starting to freak everybody. Yeah, out. come on, easy life. I thought it was you're just me. I thought it was just me. Uh, wait. So the other two guys, they're not on the show at all. And then, no, no. Do, are you guys? I mean, this might be a dumb question. Are you guys dads at all? 
Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, I can't confirm it. All I do is shoot big loads in the horse, so there is a very dumping real clips, possibility. baby. Dumping clips. There is a very good chance that I've got some illegitimate kids out there, but I won't recognize them on the show publicly or privately. We're, I, we're waiting for something about. 20 years from now where they come and try to take all the money that we don't have yeah mm-hmm. ba- ba- that's when i'll acknowledge a kid yeah fucking step up already yeah come on try to fight your old man take yeah. him for everything he's got which isn't much <laughs> you have to fight your dad that's a rite of passage that's a rite of passage with the dapper dads that's how you become a dapper dad is you have to fight your own father most we, people we don't actually- become a dapper dad well, before we actually started the show, uh, we had to, at, at the guise of the homeless man, we had to fight our own fathers to actually start the show. Which was just... It, sounds, yeah, it definitely train. does sound like a religion. Wait, so did you have to start the show if they beat you guys or if you beat them? I'm not sure oh, which Oh, no, way we had to go. beat them. That was yeah, the stipulation that the home, that homeless Ernie made it very clear that we had to beat the fuck out of our dads. Now, like, will you guys stop the show when he comes and tells you you should stop, the homeless guy? Because that's I a very real possibility in this situation. He can tell I you think anything. it depends on how powerful of a three-headed monster this show becomes. Because if it becomes unstoppable, even by our means, I mean, I don't think homeless Ernie's going to have shit to say I about it. I think we got to kill him. Yeah, I think we have to fight, fight, and kill the. Bomb. You've got to feed Ernie like to the podcast. Uh, nah, he doesn't speak. He writes everything down. Yeah, so it doesn't really translate well into podcasting. We I'm, can read it, but I'm love. I'm really learning a lot about this Ernie character. First of all, I'm, I learned his name. And he doesn't talk. So the homeless guy's name is Ernie, and he didn't talk. The less you know, the better. Yeah. This is going to be one of those things like uh, that Jim Carrey movie, 23, where like you're going to be staying up all night, and then like your wife, or your, wife, your wife or your secret boyfriend is going to come over, and you've written Dapper Dads all over the wall, and it's written yeah. all over, it's carved into your face and shit. So like, don't think about it too much. It's going to be like Lion King when Scar kills the... I mean, why the, do you- the dad lion yeah it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot like jungle book where baloo dresses up like the orangutan and he goes into king louis place and he starts dancing around yeah i don't think it's anything like that i don't think you know ernie <laughs> i don't yeah i, 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 I think ernie. you shouldn't be talking out of turn without speaking to ernie, I, ernie. Uh, well, he's just different on his fun. instagram account that's all we, we follow into ernie on instagram and uh, he sorry. just seems different. Yeah, we are so sorry. <laughs> he always Instagrams his alley shits. Hashtag alley shits. Hashtag like, alley shits. That's how I came across him, actually. He does a good alley shit. Does a great so alley shit. Yeah, what, <laughs> what alley shits were you looking for when you found Ernie? Yeah, yeah the best the one. Like, you know, the classics. The, the classics. How many alley shit hashtags are there on Instagram that you came across Ernie? So and you never know if you're going to get a salad pie, a real runny one. Yeah, is it like, like a trail because the cop shows Is it like a mucusy mud pie? That's the lure. like... It's, yeah. it's all in the hunt in it's this in this hunt, game yeah. that we play. <laughs> I don't I don't like the idea of Florida man talking to me about hunting. <laughs> hey man, we got a python problem down here. Yeah, you <laughs> We've got a python problem. Are you guys smoking marijuana? No, we're smoking several cigarettes at once. Yeah, smoking with cigarettes. I heard me pack them for 30 minutes before we could start. I don't actually smoke cigarettes. I light them and take half an inhale and then eat it. And yeah, he wants it. to look cool. We, I mean, I've never seen a cooler person than when they ate They ate the cigarette. Yeah, but you also don't want to be friends with a person eating cigarettes. Yeah, do you want to be? Mm. Yeah, that guy's cool, but did you know he eats yeah, cigarettes? Yeah, someone bum a cigarette from you and then they fucking and then just eat, eat it. it. Do you respect <laughs> that man or do you run away from him? And you're like, I mean, I would have chill, go take an alley shit. I would have a question. You want to get on what that guy's on. If you bum someone a cigarette and they eat it, 
You want to find out what the fuck they might be able to give you. Yeah. You, they you got don't want to know shit. what I'm on. Uh, you don't want to know what I'm on, buddy. <laughs> you know, where do you guys envision for yourselves, like, what do you want, where do you want this podcast to go? What is the ultimate, uh, do you have any idea like that, or are you just kind of riding this fucking wave? Uh, murder, suicide. Yeah, that's how it's going to end. Ideally. So, yeah. The, so, cult, so the whole cult thing, you whole, know? Whole circle then, with the full circle with the Heaven's Gate thing, then I like that. Yeah, yeah I mean, we... We don't want to take anyone with us, but we will take anyone that gets in our way. Yeah. We just want to murder-suicide each other. I mean, it's a whole standoff? I mean, not even a standoff, really. Standoff, sit down, back-to-back, whatever it takes. In a portage that's really overheated in the sun and smells bad. In your grandma's deflated water bed, whatever it takes. In one of those giant uh, rainbow tents that you had in elementary school where you throw it up and everybody runs underneath it, except when we run underneath it, we blow our fucking brains out. Jeez. I mean, that would be probably the most... Majestic? Uh, majestic, yeah. Yeah, because then it's going to float down nice and slow over the two of you. And it's going to yeah, like, yeah. contour yeah, to your body. Yeah, yeah, then when the cops show up, they don't even have to do anything. You're already they covered up. They just roll up. you up in that big... It's actually very considerate. Yeah, you guys are really nice. Yes. We're trying to make the most out of it. <laughs> See, I, I'm glad you guys are getting the big picture here. Everyone else thinks we're selfish fucks. Everyone else just doesn't get it, man. Thank you. I'm glad Florida man understands me. Suicide is selfish unless it's very decorative. Yeah, set it forever. Set it forever, Greg. We do a uh, we do a segment on our show called the Millennial Book Club. I know you guys are, are big fans, and I know you know that. I'm just saying it for like maybe new listeners. And uh, the Millennial Book Club is not actually a book club. We just watch shit on Netflix and review it. And we recently did. I think you should leave. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we are big fucking fans yeah, of that. That was fucking hilarious, that fucking shit. And I, I heard you guys reference, you made a joke about the uh, Mud Pie app, and I said, oh, we got to talk Tim Robinson with these guys, because we fucking love oh, yeah. that shit, too. How did you guys come across that? Right when it right when it released, you guys were watching it? Uh, I'm actually close friends with Tim Robinson, believe it or not. I mean, I'm, uh, it's, is that a real thing? Yeah. Is he yeah, a I, Rockford, I, Illinois fella? He, he is not a Rockford, Illinois fella. He, uh, what we did is we actually caught him when he came through on one of his stand-up rounds through Chicago. And uh, we talked to him about the show. He was interested in fucking with it. And so we did a little little interview with him backstage that hasn't come out yet. It should be coming out here in the next month or so. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. And it was it was a while ago though, but the thing has been getting like the clearance for it because like we talked he talked to us a lot about the show and he showed us like a couple of different sketch ideas he wow. had, so we couldn't actually release the interview until the show's been out for an amount of time and everything like that. So it's actually going to be a weird little bit of promotion. Uh, so he he actually what what he did it was the weirdest fucking thing in the world. He we we did the interview and then we finished it and he was like, hey, can I run some ideas by you guys? And we're like. Yeah, of course, sure, absolutely, you know. And he proceeded to light up the biggest cigar I've ever seen a man light in my entire life. Like, you know when you see like, you know when you see like those dudes in like like the old cartoons that have like the comically large cigars, you know? Yeah. It was it was like one of those. Like, of I don't course, even know what that, that is the cigar that that fucking guy would have. Of course. I don't even know what kind of humidor he, he was out of chewing on the end of it too just gnawing it just like it was and he kept offering to let us take a hit from the cigar but like it was dripping with his spit <laughs> on the other end and it's like one of those things where it's like look listen man i'll light us i'll light a square off of your cigar but i don't i don't if it with the amount of spit he had on the cigar it would be basically like if we kissed and i i'm not saying i don't want to kiss tim robinson but <laughs> i want the, the real moment, thing 
it wasn't the right moment for it. Right. You know, like if I'm gonna kiss someone, it's got to be like the most pristine romantic moment you and can it possibly was, have. And it was in like a backstage area, and people were like, "You can't smoke here," and it became like a really weird thing. And so he kept pretending to put the cigar yeah. out, and then as soon as they walked away, he just lit it up again. Like what man has no regard for social <laughs> manners. Yeah. I will smoke my stogie. I blow it in your face. I don't care. So wait, so yeah. then he just ran some shit by you, really? Yeah, he like ran a couple of sketch ideas. He by had us. some like uh, like screeners of it, and like the shit like looked different, and they had like different lines and right. stuff. Watching it when it came out, it was like pretty different. Most yeah, of them. W- watching it when it came out, like we like he, I remember he showed us some shit for like the hot dog sketch. Right. Yeah, uh, where he like crashed the car into the thing. Uh, and that was a he, fucking great one. That was a great. Oh uh, my beautiful! A completely different sketch from what it was originally, though. It's what? like I don't know what kind of like team of writers he's got working. The the original sketches were darker if yeah. you can believe it <laughs> like really like they call it like dark like black comedy where it's like really dark but it's like kind of ironically funny like it was like any he, he asked this after after everyone he's like so what do you guys think what do you guys think like he really wanted like our approval on it and you know we, awesome. we just told him that it was good we liked it for what it was you know but like we kind of had that look back and forth like this this shit's kind of yeah. it's, it's kind of dark it's, you know yeah, so okay so I don't know if he ran some shit by Netflix or what, but it's 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 it has the bones of what he was originally going for. But the it's, bones are the money. The bones are the money, and the, the money bones are the bones. Money. <laughs> and they pull your hair up, but not out. Uh. <laughs> The, the hot dog sketch, you know, one of my favorite things about that actually was there was just a moment at the end. The whole thing, he's doing that soliloquy, right, which was very awkward to me. With, with uh, I watched it with my 13-year-old because I just thought it was funny, but I forgot that he goes into this big thing. He was like, I can't even keep track of all the porno sites. Pornhub, yeah. two... Yeah, that was, I was like, fuck. That, was, that went on for like two minutes, and it was literally like all the ones you can think of, like Uges. Uh, tube galore which Brazilian is Brazilianasses.com yeah that was ridiculous which like, which pisses like, me off because my 13 year old was sitting there going like I only knew like two of these writing, yeah writing all of them down <laughs> yeah he's taking notes okay, can you rewind that part no he's a he's a real young kid he knows that he can just go back and watch this list anytime he wants so he was like nice thanks Smart dad <laughs> But there's a walking on him watching homegrown Simpson stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be up. <laughs> that was the last one. Simpson stuff. But at the very end of that sketch, when he's like, "Yeah, I'll just take this car if no one wants it," then the cops are like, they rush him, and it goes from like he's sweet Tim Robinson fucking around. He gets so angry yeah. at the cops. I love Fuck it. You, like, you fucking shit piece of shit. <laughs> Dog shit. Yeah, you piece of dog shit. He runs up, and I said, "That's funny to me that he could just." Step on the gas like that at that moment when he could have just. There's a million little little ways he could have done it. I loved those if little. If you touches. want to talk about stepping on the gas in the original end for that sketch, he shoots the cops in the head with a gut with a nine. He pulls out of the hot dog suit. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's dark. <laughs> yeah, it was that's different. Dark. Yeah, it was like I said, it's a very different show than what we were originally previewed. Wow, and how long ago was that? Like when when would when did he come to town doing stand up? I would say, about two years ago. Yes, yeah, I would like say that. yeah. It was something like that. Wow. Well, because we—that's funny that you said that. Because the, another NBC that we just did, the last one was we did that show, the characters, and we were guessing that episode seven of that. Did you you know of the characters that show? Yeah, the one with him. The yeah. one with him, and we were like, shit, that episode seven he did. That must have been what got him greenlit for his own show. Yeah, because there's a lot of, like, shit in that once you watch both of them that you're like, oh, yeah, this is clearly, like, how he did, like, the Chunky. He has, like, that monster and that other one that looks like that. In the in the Pointer yeah. Brothers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That was, it was like a prequel, and it was fucking awesome. I absolutely loved that fucking, and I can see why they would give him a show, because we did like an in-depth review of it, and his, I mean, obviously we were biased, because we loved that whole show he did, but I do think he had the strongest showing of those eight, so I'm glad they yeah. gave him the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when like I said, when we first heard about it, we weren't sure it was going to get picked up by anything, really, but I guess, like I said, you know, I guess Netflix must have really worked some things to make it more family-friendly, question family? mark. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, Tim, you girls. shoot someone in every app. We're really, we don't want to typecast you, so we're going to have to cut some of that. No, fuck yeah, you, the like, shooting stays. Yeah, kind of like, um, kind of like, it's just, it just like that movie Tommy Boy, you know, where he's yeah. like running around and he's covered in the bees and shit. Uh, yep. Yes, exactly. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Oh, see? <laughs> You're acting like you don't. Yeah, come on. He's fucking around, and that's how he gets out and of And so, wait, did you know him pr- uh, prior to this? Prior to, uh, to bumping no, into I, him? I, I no, I followed him on Twitter forever, and then we just, yeah, we're trying to do, like, a interview thing with different people, right. so just fire off, like, a DM. Uh-huh. And uh, kind of expected to not work out, and then it fucking did. Yeah, he was just—he was very responsive to us. He was really about it, like ge- super genuinely nice guy. A little weird, a little yeah. odd. Exactly yeah. what you'd expect. Yeah, pretty yeah. much exactly what you'd expect from a guy that made a show like I think you should leave. Yeah, which I, I thought was brilliant. He used to be an SNL writer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So how did you guys get turned on to him before all the show and all that? Like, was he like a—is he a traveling comic that would come to Rockford or something? Uh, I don't think he's ever been to Rockford, but uh, I actually used to have a very successful stand-up career uh, kind of in the tri-state area around here, and so I kind of, like, met different, like, larger comedians and, like, different people who were, like, doing shit, and um, sort of like a friend-through-a-friend situation, like, I knew about him because he was going around doing stand-up, but I never really had any interaction with him uh, until we went, uh, where did we see him at in Chicago? Was it at the Vic? No, it wasn't the Vic. What was it? It was when the Double Door was still open? Yeah, I think it was at the Double Door. We saw him for a small crowd. Like, it wasn't like he was, like, popping as a standoff. Like, yeah. the tickets were, like, what, 10, 15 bucks or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that was, like, 15. Okay. Yeah, so, like, obviously, if he went out now and did shit, it'd be a lot. It was. It's not one of those things where, like, he wasn't known, but he wasn't as known as he is now. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I think that's really, really awesome. We, we were such huge fans of the show, so as soon as you guys just mentioned that, we jumped on it, but... This is about you guys. Yeah. We're just sitting here like, well, tell us more about Come on, that was a good thing to sidetrack on, though. <laughs> Fucking it, yeah, man. Yeah, ask about us. Come that on, was come a good sidetrack. Jesus. So, uh, did, did Just Slim do the stand-up, or was that a drama thing, too? No, I heckled. You heckled. It's a whole yeah. different art. Oh, yeah. I was better at heckling. I mean, subjectively. Yeah, subjectively. I mean, you can't really rate hecklers, per se, but uh, it was... I guess you could call that the origins of the Dapper Dads. Yeah. I, I would get up and do really horrible, offensive stand-up that nobody liked, and he would heckle me off the stage. And there'd be a decent crowd that would basically turn back and forth for each joke. It was it was something you had to really experience. Yeah, it was like that one of those like weird, a very like interesting weird, like, social kind of things that you have to like be a part of to really understand it. Right. What, what's the tri-state area, by the way? Is that Wisconsin, Illinois, and Indiana? Uh, you, uh, I did more like uh, Illinois, Missouri, Tennessee, because like for some reason I got like blackballed from a couple different clubs actually up here, and so I had to take my shit that I was doing down to like Southern Illinois, which is basically a whole other state. It feels like oh, yeah. so I was I was doing more like Southern Illinois, uh, Eastern part of Missouri, and like that small little corner of Tennessee that touches Illinois, like that Kentucky, Illinois, Tennessee area. Right. Right. 
Let's say, you know, down where, where St. Louis is down there and... Um, where you can smoke in the malls. That's yeah, right. Pretty, Every <laughs> mall is right smoke. Branson, Missouri. Yeah, take your grandma to Branson, smoke in the mall with her. Smoke. Have her buy you a little wooden train whistle. She'll... I, that's that's our summer routine. We go down Route 66 and we hit hit it. You take my grandma to the mall and smoke with her? What the fuck? How come we've never she heard of you? I thought we all did it. I, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, guys, that um, you guys are fucking awesome. You're a uh, probably as far as our guests go because we we do interviews uh, pretty sporadically. Sometimes we'll do like a bunch in a row. But as far as our interviewers go, you guys are like the highest caliber. The I'm most... sorry you feel that way. Yeah, you gotta get better <laughs> interviews. Yeah. This says a lot about you. You're right. It, I mean, I... This th- is our top interview of people from Rockford since Memorial Day, and I'm not going to accept argument. There's no fucking question. Absolutely. That's right. And don't you, you guys say anything about it. <laughs> you gotta get a translator for Ernie. That's where your money's at. That's right. Get get Ernie out there. No, but really, you guys were just, you're so fucking fluent, and uh, you obviously do this all the time, so you're fucking geared up and ready for it. And so where um, every single Friday you release an episode, it is the Dapper Dads. Everyone can listen to the Dapper Dads. And uh, your Instagram and Twitter, is that all the same, just the Dapper Dads? Twitter is at Dapper Dads. Instagram is at Dapper Dads Podcast. Rock and fucking roll. You see that? Rock and roll. Hell yeah, guys. And um, fuck, th- fucking thank you so much. Yes, you're very welcome. Yes, you're so welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Pop Flicks. Everyone's a buzz about Popco's new streaming service, PopFlix. Let's take a moment to introduce you to some of their new original series. Bojack Horsecock is an animated series that tells the heartwarming tale of an ex-fireman turned kindergarten teacher. Keep the Kleenex handy and check out Doing Strange Things. A group of all-trans ghost hunters search for the paranormal in a small town shared with the Westboro Baptist Church. You won't believe what goes bump in the night. My Old Bird's Box is the story of an elderly man battling dementia and the IRS as he tries to locate his deceased wife's body to find the map to a buried treasure tattooed on her vagina. Or is it just dementia? PopFlix starts at $23.99 a month. That's almost twice as much as Netflix. That's how you know it's better. PopFlix, a Popco brand. Greg and I, the other night... We were having a conversation. Uh, we were doing. We do these phone calls midweek to start to get the episodes rolling, and we started talking about stories. Now, you don't like things that have to do with the low brow side of humor, like the bodily functions. You don't like the sneezes, not the sneezes. You probably don't like those burps, farts, poop, that kind of thing. You're not into it. Not a huge fan. I mean, right. I'm not like you know trying to lock it down, but you don't yeah. hear a lot from a lot of that. But you're not the kind of uncle like you've got a bunch of nieces and nephews. But you, are you the kind of uncle to be uh, pull my finger? I'm not that guy. You're not going to do the Dutch oven with the never. See, no. I am. <laughs> I've been married for uh, 15 years, and we still don't never fart or that. Wall I mean, never, never is ridiculous because in 13 years, there's going to be you know you get up in the morning. There's a bathroom somewhere near the bedroom. You're going to hear sometimes some fireworks. There's Something's no going to happen. You can't... Uh, I'm in my mid-40s, dude. It's, it's really unpleasant. So, Is it like a weekly weekly thing? Once a day, every other day? Shitting? Or the when it gets that bad? Um, 
I just think that I don't eat smart, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. and I know if you eat, I've I've eaten really healthy. You go into like beans and vegetables. That's when you can have like the worst gas sometimes. Oh yeah. But just in my experience, generally, like, you know, you go through a week, you eat okay, maybe you have some ice cream, then the next day maybe too much coffee because you didn't sleep enough. Then like pizza on Thursday and like oh, maybe some beers. The grease and the dough. Yeah, and then you just wake up in the morning and it's just like I cannot get rid of enough volume of just hor- gas. horrible. So. Yeah. Now, was there anybody in your family growing up? Was there an uncle for you? Was there your parents? Was it pretty much always like that? You don't, uh, like where it wasn't? No, I mean, I don't so know. Open. I'm not, my family is, I think, very regular with that, joking around about yeah. that type of shit. Okay. You know, the beans, all the different variations of the bean song. Yeah, yeah. Beans, beans, you can say the magical fruit. Mm-hmm. You could say... Beans, beans, they're good for your heart. They make you toot. They make you toot. Whatever. The magical fruit, the more you eat, the more you toot. I'm just trying to get a... They're good for your heart, the more you eat, the more you fart. (laughs) There's a couple other ones, too. There's a bunch. Now, so that's... But here... So, but we we start... When we were talking about that, then we started getting into conversation. Not conversation. We started getting into volleying back and forth. Not, Not about shit, but about a story in your own life that revolves around a shit. And it was interesting. As we started going, it just started, it was happening organically. And then I was like, holy crap. We, there are, st- I have so many of these stories queued up that all revolve around a shit in some way, shape, or form. And when, and you don't have to be a fan of shit, but I think every, at least male, has a memory of their growing up in their middle school, high school, early 20s some kind of crazy night drinking or something happened with their friends where a shit was involved. And so I think uh, I told you first, for instance, I told you, yeah, what was this? You told me a couple. I told you a couple. I started, it's one, it started in high school. I said the biggest shit I ever have seen was in high school. And I was telling you about how, uh, cause we were in like the theater, right? And as the techies, we had like our own separate bathroom and this actor would come in and he would use our shitter and we fucking hated it. And um, because what he would do is he would lay towel, paper towels down on the water, which is fucking maddening because it, it, you're, that's, you're just asking to destroy the fucking bathroom. But he would do it so that not a single part of his turd would get lost down the hole. And you would get to see all of it. And now, it, how do you know this? Because like that's the we, only obvious conclusion you could draw. No, because we asked him. fucking hunted him down. Why the fuck are you doing that? He's like, because you want to see the whole thing. Like, all right. Wow, that's a dude that needs to be murdered. We don't need that. I know it takes all types. That's someone that we need to murder. But but here's the thing. If he didn't do that, to I that was the biggest shit that I've ever seen. That was... Now, that was the biggest shit I've ever seen in person. Now, we just had an interview with... Uh, um, the Dapper Dads. With the Dapper Dads, old Slim and Drama... And in the midst of that conversation, it was a hashtag alley shit. So we're talking about bums taking shits in alleys. Now, if you search hashtag alley shits on Instagram like I did. By the way, you don't have to be a bum to create an alley shit. No. All you have to do is shit in an alley. It's very simple, kids. Very simple, kids. Very simple, kids. Jump on the craze and shit in an alley. It's like planking. But now we're shitting in alleys. And um, so if you, but if you search hashtag alley shits... You on find Instagram. on Instagram, you will find a picture of a of a shit 
next to a tall boy can, and it is arguably the same size and dimension. If, if you cut the top off the can, you could get it into the can, and but it, it may not feel, all be. It might be I think it was all it. forty ounces of a tall boy. Like <laughs> it was a big. It was a big shit. It was a big shit. I was the biggest shit. Uh, so anyway, uh, and then what? What story did you did you tell me? Uh, well, you know what you make me think of now. Actually, is I got a young son who's got this fucking really annoying habit. He's got like audit. He, he doesn't like loud noises, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think sometimes the toilet flushing. Like definitely when we were just on a cruise recently, when you hit that button, it's like on an airline. Yeah, it's like it's gonna suck your asshole right out. So he, I, I was not surprised that he didn't flush the entire fucking time on the cruise. But at my house, even, he doesn't fl- ever. Mm-hmm. I, d- despite the fact that I'm fucking screaming at him, sometimes I'll go all the way through the house and go, get your ass back over there and flush that. That really pisses me off. Still doesn't fucking flush. Mm. And there was a John Waters movie in the 90s called Pecker. <laughs> and there was all kinds of weird shit going on in this movie. One of the things was Selma, uh, Selma Blair. You remember Selma Blair? Mm-hmm. She, for the movie, for the role, she put on this ridiculous ginormous set of boobs Mm -hmm. do you remember that movie by chance it was kind of a weird movie but one of the characters it was all about these strange perversions I think the gist of the movie was everyone's kind of perverted so who's to judge what's the perversion but one of the perversions was there was a guy who got off like sexually on like having people see his shits Mm -hmm. so he was always shitting everywhere so people would be like Oh, hold on. It's in my purse. God damn it. And you hear him in the back. Going, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, that is, of all the perversions of that movie, that was the most unsavory to me. Because it was like shitting somewhere and then just like Wait hanging out. Like, oh, they're looking at my shit. And they're looking at What the fuck is that? Uh, but Dude, you know those guys out there, I'm sure. So I, I hope mean, my kid is not one of those guys. You can, it's what you're saying. Have you ever just asked him, Ben, why Why don't you flush? Have you ever asked him why? No, because I'm usually screaming at him. So he's you like, should you should ask him. You should assume, you should next time you see it instead of freaking out, just go up to him, sit down, and be like, "Can I ask you something, Ben? Why don't you flush the toilet?" You should start digging to the bottom of it. If, if you freak out, you're gonna spook him, and just to find out why, see what his reason is. Maybe he's got a legitimate reason. You don't know. You don't know, man. Um, that showing your shit. One time, uh, I was on a school trip, and uh, it was in high school, and I had a girlfriend, and the girlfriend's father was the judge was a judge here in Sarasota County, and um, I don't know if we were dating at this time. I think we were. I think we might. No, 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 we weren't yet, and. I uh, shit in my hotel room and it was fucking massive and there was so much and then on and then it was like soft serve and then hard on top right soft so serve and then hard on top so it was multiple multiple things going on so of course I showed all my friends and because I'm like showing friends he was a chaperone the dad was a chaperone and just kind of caught wind of me like, you guys got to see this come on and they're all like running yeah let's all take a look and they're like oh cool high five and he's like alright I'll see <laughs> so my girlfriend's dad had and I, I think I uh, what was thought, his take about on that. that he was like oh, that's nice <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but it, it doesn't matter it just it broke down the walls because even at that high echelon of oh, I'm the judge of Sarasota I'll take a look at that shit I'll be the judge of that shit he liked it he's a judge <laughs> so you know it's legit you know I'll be the judge of that shit <laughs> and um so, there's, it's just crazy how many stories. Do you have any... I can't think of a shit that I've wanted to show anybody. But... 
Sometimes they are better than others. You know, yeah. obviously you, you enjoy them better than others. But I do remember I was telling you a story about how in football camp when I was in high school, so we're talking like early 90s, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this kid was shitting in like he wasn't in his own cabin. He was in the next, like we were in a little group cabin. It was like four or six So kids. he was in football camp. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know, like if you play for the high school, mm-hmm. we, you do like three weeks of double sessions in the beginning. We used to go to Walpole, which is where the prison in the area is. I played think, like the Walpole High kids because they were right there. Right. I wasn't like a high school football player. I played my freshman year and then it just wasn't happening for me. And I just said, fuck this shit. But I did play that freshman year. And I do remember this. The kid went, he was just happened to be in the next cabin over and he took a shit that was like so long. It was like a, <laughs> a perfect like swirl. It went around the bowl. I want to say like six or seven times. Sometimes you remember. It was like a coil. The, the coil, the coil number increases every time he tells a story. Yeah. Yes. So I don't, I don't honestly know what's real and what's now like been added on. But it was definitely one of those things where like when you saw it, you were like, whoa. And he was so excited about it. Like he must have been like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm still shitting this out. That he didn't even clean up there. He ran over to the next toilet, which uh-huh. is in the other cabin. To clean up there, so he didn't ruin. Ricky, what, what the, the fuck bowl. are you doing in here? I need to wipe my ass. Yeah. What's, what's the matter with your bathroom? Yeah, and they left it for like I. I remember it was at least probably a couple hours after that I saw it, and more people were seeing it after that. So it's mutual respect, man. He starts selling it. Yeah, one quarter. Get to see the seven coil snake. One quarter. The seven coil snake. Yeah, dude. That I. It's it's isn't that a weird thing? It's like this mutual respect, the pride of the shit. I, uh, in college, I took a shit in the shape of a heart. The shape of a heart. Mm-hmm. I still have the photo to this day. Uh, it was an incredible. I showed it a lot of people live, but uh, most of the, mostly it was just a picture. But as far as I'll, I want to match your camp story, when I went to Jew camp, right? Jew camp. Jew camp. I think I might have told Nobody this. Nobody shits at Jew camp. Oh, old buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told, I may have told this story on the show before, but it's a really fun story. This kid's name was Max, and this kid had some fucking problems, and he was like, just, oh, man, this kid, he was just all over the fucking place, right? And uh, he was younger, he was like a little bit smaller than everybody, heavy set, and uh, I think he was taking pills for something, because he was just out of control, and uh, I don't even know if he was, he was Jewish, I think his mother was just like, get the fuck out of my house for three weeks, please. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, Monster Burger! Come in today and try the all new Monstrosity Burger. Two all white meat chicken breasts, ham spirals, Alaskan cod filet, three all beef burger patties, and a pork chop. With white cheddar, white American, and feta. All on a Kaiser roll. The only full family meal for one on a bun. Now try it with bacon. Get a monstrosity burger, a fry sack, and a large drum of gullet blaster. All for only $5.99 at Monster Burger. He, we, we, every morning we go to breakfast. And then you wake up and go straight to breakfast. And then you go back. Uh, from breakfast you get to like wash up and stuff. And then you, we have flagpole, right? And this is all like as the sun's coming. It's earliest shit, right? And um, we had breakfast, and this kid ate plate after plate. And now he eating kosher. Everything he eats, so there's no. It's it's either dairy or meat, and that's it. So every every breakfast was usually dairy meal. But no bread is kosher. We eat bread. 
But I mean, right. you don't mix dairy. So if, if you have a meal that has dairy in it, you can't have any meat with it. If you have a meal that's meat, you can't have any dairy with it. So you'll have dairy and meat meals. Okay. You, of course, you can have bread. You can have bread with anything. Okay. But if you you just can't mix those. I two never things. knew that. I'm learning something new. About yeah, that's why you can't make like a cheeseburger because you can't have dairy with meat. So um, they, we had we we're having our breakfast and he's got fucking potatoes, hash browns, right? Plate after plate of hash browns, and everyone's it's it's a thing. Like people are like, you're eating a lot of hash browns, Max, and he's like, ah, I like them. Are you gonna feel okay? I'll be fine. <clears throat> like three. Pan, like plates of hash browns. It's a buffet. You're allowed to go up and eat as much as you want. We all get to flagpole, and he's standing in front of me, and he's got like shorts on, right? And he's standing in front. Of me, he's got his hand on his chest, and I'm behind him, and I just see his his whole body is stays straight, but his head just goes down, right? Like, oh, maybe he's thinking about a veteran, right? <laughs> he's so patriotic. He's today. so patriotic. This. But then I just hear like a fart rip, like a, right? And I see Turd roll out of the bottom of his shorts, like coming out of his shorts, falling into his shoes. And then I heard, and he's puking. He's fucking puking and he can't bend over because he's shitting. He's puking and shitting with his... Doing the and the frog is red glare. Horrific, Jesus! Shitting Christ. and barfing at the same time. Shitting his pants in his pants. Shit was rolling out of his pants and filling up his shoes. They took him to the, some fucking awesome hash browns. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Atomic hash browns. We all would eat till we shit and puke, Max. But you gotta fucking know when to say when. <laughs> I know how you boys like I'm extra sloppy. <laughs> And he, now this is a teachable moment. This is why we don't mix dairy and meat. <laughs> That's right, Max. You got a cheeseburger, you fucking... Max, you've been hiding butter in your pillow? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the kid was a fucking maniac. There was a, a, a... That was just one of the many things. They had to separate They eventually had to separate him from our cabin. But they took him to the fucking showers and... <laughs> they took him to the showers, and he just, like, took all his clothes off and jumped in the shower and cleaned and got changed. And they took him to, like, the the clinic or whatever. But his shoes filled with shit left in it. it was it, His shoes were in, the, like, the shower with shit in them. Like, just shit inside of his shoes. And uh, the kids were like, oh, it's fucking terrible. So he's going there, and they just sprayed Axe body spray everywhere, which did nothing. The council saw those shoes and they were like, way above my pain rate. Fucking see ya. That's right. We showered that fucking dirty bastard <laughs> off. He's in the fucking thing now. That's right. We threw him in the fucking lake. He's fine. Um, but dude, Max was a Max was a problem. That was the only time I've ever seen somebody puke and shit themselves at the same time. I'll tell you this. Before I was a parent, I was definitely very squeamish about like shit or like not just shit but like substances that are like shit that you don't want to get on your hands or whatever and I was just always very like hold on let's get some paper and like pick that up but then I think parenting just kind of moves you into the next game like, I got no time for this shit so I remember you're eating a bologna sandwich with this hand and you're wiping ass with this this hand. is not necessarily a human shit story but it's close enough for me okay. so my son is born my wife is still in the hospital it's like two days after he's born I get to leave the hospital to get out get a little fresh air I go back and get, like, changes of clothes for us. I come home. I rake my leaves just for, like, a few hours just to be outside because you've been in a fucking hospital for, like, days at this point. Yeah. I and need to rake my leaves. He was I'm just going a little, crazy. He was just a little, 
premature. So we were in the hospital for like an extended amount of time. And, you know, when you're under the fucking fluorescence, you just want to get outside. You know how it is. So I'm doing raking the leaves. I had a dog. I let the dog out. She's running around. I go. I take a shower, get all the stuff ready. Just as I'm ready to come out, I'm all showered up. I got the clean clothes, ready to go back to the hospital. I open the door. I whistle to her. She comes in. As I see her coming, I go, motherfucker. She did this thing where she would go find deer shit and, like, get, get down on it and, like, rub it through her back and it would be a streak. Uh, yep. Dude, that just doesn't come out with, like, you know, spray some fucking... You're going to get... So I, I go, all right. So I would shut this door so she couldn't get into any other part of the house other than this front mudroom we had. And then we had a bathroom right in the front and there was a shower. So as soon as I let her in... I'm fucking taking all my the clothes fucking off. Fucking mudroom. Get that's into a, the such a shower. New that's a New England thing. It's a New England thing because we got mud. Because you got mud, mud season. Room. Yeah. So I take her into the shower and that's what I remember from that first visit home is I had to go in and get it. And I just wanted to get the fuck out of there too because I was already behind schedule. And so I was like, oh, now she's going to be bitching at me. What the fuck took four hours? Why do you... So now I'm just in there and I just get some soap on and I'm just like grabbing a shit streak and just pulling it out because I know I can get it done quick if I just go it instead of maybe like before having the kid because it had happened like you know two years prior that I can remember for sure and I was just dumped like I had these big you know those big plastic cups you get like at a sporting event that like what the coke that you get for nine bucks in a baseball game and I would just sit there and dump like 800 of those on to be like I don't even want to touch that try and spray it this Ah. time I was like Get out with my fucking teeth. And it's why I always associate like parenting with it because I've been a parent for two days. I haven't even had to deal with diapers or anything. Uh But I'm already like, I just got to do this. I don't have time. Let's just start massaging (laughs) shit out of this fucking stupid dog. (laughs) Dude, that is... See, everyone's got some kind of shit story on tap. And I think... They say death and taxes... Shit comes before death. A shit lot. becomes death. So they should say shit death, and if shit you get a third, then it's taxes. Then it's taxes. Everyone's got a shit story. Guys, we want to hear your shit story. If you have any hashtag alley shits and send us your shit story to roadsodamail at gmail.com, I want to hear in depth. Have you ever? Did you ever get to see a kid named Max puke and shit himself at the same time? Or, or anyone. Uh, or anyone. A girl, even. <clears throat> that might be even better if we can hear about a girl filthifying yourself in such a way I had a story where I puked and shit on the outside of my pants shit on the outside of your pants yeah I had this really nice white suit right and uh, I remember I we got this that's the worst thing when you shit in your white suit dude all white suit if you if I'm wearing it I look like uh, like Scarface or something you know like, like that's John Travolta from Staying Alive yes Saturday Night Fever that's exactly the suit yes and I and it's really fucking nice. I got it in New York City one time right before I went to, to uh, went away to college for the year that I went to college, and this happened there. And uh, I was always looking for a reason to wear it. Like one time, but and, but every time I did wear it, it was as something fun would always happen. Uh, it it's like fun shit. So the the first time I wore it, I got taken to a strip club, and I'd never been to a strip club before, but I actually made money. Going to that strip club. Nice. And hey, we're all going to the front. I want you to go in the back and tell them that you're going to be here for five hours. <laughs> all right. All right. And so, uh, but this time, so I wear this suit, right? And uh, we, my friend, uh, he wore like a really nice suit too. And we just went to go see some, he had, to, he had to see a certain amount of productions for his schooling and like write stuff on him. So he had to go see one. So I went with him. And then after we went over to a friend's apartment and we just fucking. Wait, that drunk. was part of his studies was going to a strip club? No, this strip club was for uh, a sorority, uh, not a sorority, a fraternity I was rushing. 
But what I'm talking about now, for the story that I'm telling now, my friend and I both had on suits and we went to the show. We went to like a theater show. He oh, had okay. to watch a certain amount of productions for his school, like whether they were like some kind of stage production or whatever the fuck it was and like do notes. I don't fucking know. He was in some kind of media thing. And so um, he was like, I got to go to this one. And so would you want to come with me? We put on nice things just to fucking dress up nice because it was fun and, and we had these fucking awesome suits. And uh, so we went and then we went to this like house party, right? And I was at this house party and it was the first time I'd ever uh, tried dip my entire life. And everyone's dipping. We're down in Florida, so it's not an uncommon thing. People are fucking dipping all the time. Right. And these guys, they put in, uh, they're, they're doing dip, and I got this cool fucking suit, and I'm like, I'll try something fucking new. I would, <laughs> I'll do anything, right? And so this guy gives me dip, and I keep it in my mouth for like about 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh, cool, and I'm feeling all right. I've smoked a few cigarettes in my day. That by that point, I had smoked a cigarette or two, right? But you weren't a regular smoker. I wasn't a regular smoker. When I drank, I'd fucking smoke. Okay. Everyone, yeah, you just fucking yeah, huff That's cigarettes. heavy, though, when you put that dip in. That's like a rush of fucking drugs. Yeah, dude, so I, I was Nasty. fine. Like 10 minutes, and I'm like, oh, okay, I think I'm done. I took it out, and then after I took it out, I just, like, it fucking hit me. I was already drunk on a bunch of, like, shots of Southern Comfort and stuff. And I'm just, woo, guys. And now I'm, like, fucking get real lightheaded. I'm like, I, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom, guys. I gotta shit. And I get to the bathroom. I take my, my pants down. I sit down to shit. And I sit down. I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, man. I, I've got, like, mud coming out of my ass. I'm doing a, I'm getting, I'm real doing a paint job in there. Absolute and, paint <laughs> job. Absolute paint job in there. And I'm... But then all of a sudden I realize I'm going to puke. I'm like, I, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke right now. So I stand up and I turn around and I squat it down and I'm heaving into the... Into the... And what was happening... And then I, I stood up and I looked down and I had shit on the outside of my pants. Because what happened was I was squatting down to... to and my asshole was spread open and rubbing on the outside of my pants. So if you imagine your pants down by yeah. your ankle and it was rubbing no, on the outside. I got outside. more than the visual. So I got, shit, I, I got shit down there. That sucks. And that's how you shit on the outside of your pants and uh, puking at the same time. So there's another shit story and uh, puking and shitting. Man, I didn't think I had two puking and shitting stories. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I haven't even begun to scratch the surface of the shit stories. Maybe we can touch because I really, as everyone I'm telling Boy, you, I really hope so. Is really fucking. I hope we can keep on doing <laughs> when they see us and then shit stories. <laughs> the shit super. stories. Oh God, guys, um, please! I, I really do want to hear your shit stories, and so does Greg. Make it more about the story, about the situation, and less about the shit. Don't Greg box these people in. Don't box these. I'm people not. I'm in. just trying to say it's. Let's try to make it about the the situation. Re really remember that time in your life, because. Uh, the shit just happens to be the glue holding these stories together. So, oh uh, yeah, and send them, send your stories to Road Soda Mail. Jeff and Elle, you got any shit stories for us? Please. I know Jeff's got one or two because I know he's hiked the Appalachian Trail. I think we're really looking for a his and her shit story. <laughs> That's right. Couple shit stories is what we're looking for, guys. All right. <laughs> Here we come, here we are, there we go. What happened, Greg? That's very poignant. Here we come, there we are, there we go. Whatever it was, 
What did you like learn? sand in the hourglass. So, so do the, the days of our lives. Whoa! I didn't know you were a days of our guy. Uh, what did you learn on this episode, Greg? Uh, I learned that uh, there is such a thing as hashtag alley shits, mm-hmm. and actually, mm-hmm. in a broader sense, maybe there's a hashtag fucking anything. There'll be a couple of pictures out there. At least a couple. Least hashtag a couple. alley shits. Take a look at that. If I I I from that also saw the I learned about the biggest shit ever. It's the size of a tall boy can. I've I've seen <laughs> shits in real life bigger than that shit. No, you haven't. Absolutely. That is the biggest human shit ever. <laughs> that is the biggest human shit ever. What else did you learn on this episode? Um, you know, it was more of a reflection. I got to think back on 1994 was actually a pretty cool year. A lot of, a lot of shit happened. Mm-hmm. I learned that uh, Seinfeld was the biggest show that year, and as well, uh, and the big movie that year was Schindler's List. You were making out during Schindler's List? <laughs> Seinfeld's mom. Guys, thank you for tuning in to yet another Road Soda. Your Millennial Book Club segment for this week, as a reminder, is Historical Roasts. And if you uh, have anything to say about that, send it in. We're gonna. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with the Dapper Dads. That was a lot of fun talking with those guys. I hope you check out their podcast, the Dapper Dad uh, Podcast. You can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, as always, we'll see you again next week. Right into us, Road Soda Mail Falls everywhere at Road Soda Podcast. Do you have anything you want to say, Greg? Yes, I do. (laughs) Make sure, whatever you do, you go to bed on time and get yourself sleep. It'll change your fucking life! In life.